0: favorite hot or cold beverage and settle in because we got another episode of nerds of the north coming right at you the premiere video game show hosted by two brothers and a third guy. premier former video game show god damn it i fucked it up again (laughs) the premier (laughs) former video game show uh hosted by two brothers and a third guy only live from adam's basement simon's basement and actually i believe matt also in a basement right now huge news
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, we changed it up just for today
0: Yes, we thought the, we'd all get on the same page trifecta, but we do have a special guest star introducing or reintroducing the acclaimed, <laughs> phenomenal, back from the dead, like, like fucking Superman host <laughs> of TV talkers, <laughs> Tiago Bueno. How you doing, sir? Hey,
2: I'm doing great. I love the reference and it's great to be back with all you gentlemen. Oh,
1: and just like you. Superman's return, Tiago's was also inevitable. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, you're so like he's I've been <laughs> so getting a funny. lot of Superman references lately, so I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> excellent. Excellent. By the way, if it wasn't clear from uh, that intro, by the way, Tiago, now that we're online and not on air, we could definitely swear. So you don't have to worry about cocking anything up. Oh,
2: totally <laughs> be a... oh my God. The cock episode. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh. The, oh, the deep
2: cut. <laughs> Rip TV talkers, but you know, it was a great run while it, when it lasts. While it lasts. It lives on in spirit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's got a spiritual sequel here in Nerds of the North. So we, we're going to, yeah. obviously, this first episode, we're going to be pretty much exclusively talking about uh, the Snyder Cut, the Justice League Snyder Cut that came out, I believe it was last week, right? Or even the week before. Um, it hasn't been up for very long. 18th, Yeah, sorry. so in two days, it'll be out for two weeks. Uh, I think we've all had a chance to see it at least once. But yep. we plan to have Tiago and, ideally, some of the other TV Talkers people back. Not all of them, certainly, but some of the other TV Talkers people back uh, to talk about different episodes. Because, obviously, we want to talk about WandaVision. We want to talk about The Mandalorian. We want to talk about the other stuff that's coming out. Because, as we said last week, movies and video games seem... Surprise, Surprise, motherfucker. Future Simon here coming at you basically to tell you that we use a different recording software this week. We normally record Audacity in Audacity and in GarageBand and then merge them together. That's why our audio quality sounds so professional. But this week we were having a little bit of difficulty, especially with the new person, Tiago. So we just elected to uh, use a buddy named Craig, a bot named Craig, to record the audio call on the Discord. So I think it's mostly good. If you hear any weird audio glitches, that's probably why. And it also included this uh, random minute of silence. So I think pretty much all that you missed during this minute is me saying that movies and video games have ground to halt, but TV shows keep on going. So we're definitely going to get Tiago back into the future. And we're going to join back up with Tiago giving his opinion on the DC Universe in 3, 2, I
2: enjoyed Man of Steel, uh, contrary, as to what, uh, contrary to what some people may think, most people, uh, I really liked the Batman-Superman ultimate cut, the director's cut, of course, and I watched both of them back-to-back to get ready for the Snyder Cut, and I watched it with some friends, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I sat through the whole thing, um, did not have to go to the bathroom, even though I drank quite a few cups of water, um, <laughs> but I, I thought it was a really well-done film sure it was four hours it was a little too long for some people but for me it really tied in everything that snyder wanted to put in because before when he talked about it he said oh it was going to be 170 minutes and oh it's going to be 214 minutes but this time he really took the time the necessary time to incorporate everything he wanted to put in and cyborg is the heart of the film which he said in interviews for years past and after watching this film it's I thought to myself, yeah, Cyborg is the heart of this movie and it's a much different film than what we saw in 2017. I did enjoy 2017 when it first came out. Um but after rewatching it a second time, literally 2 weeks after I saw it um in theaters, I was like, "Oh, uh it tries to be too much like the Avengers and I've always said Marvel and DC need to be, you know, selling to what they do. You know, Marvel's more lighter, happy content, which is fine, and DC's more dark and Comparing the two with this movie now, they ne- DC just needs to stick with what they do best, making dark content. Not all the time, depending on the character, but they just hammered home that this is his film, his vision. And I personally think we should have or hopefully get Justice League 2 and 3 on HBO Max and just get the other DC stuff in theaters because they want to embrace the multiverse. So why not?
0: I totally agree. I'll give my thoughts. kind of at the end, but it felt like when, when I left, because I don't think Adam or Matt did. You guys see Justice League?
3: No,
1: no, don't. I didn't.
0: Yeah, I, exactly. Uh... So, yeah, you definitely don't after you saw this one, unless you're just doing it purely to compare the two. But to me, the Justice League, like I enjoyed it at the time, but I kind of enjoyed it the way I enjoyed the lesser Marvel movies in my mind, where it's just like, it hit the lowest common denominator everywhere that it was like so fine that you couldn't hate it but that's fine for Ant-Man 2 it's not fine for the fucking Justice League movie so yeah totally agreed so Adam as a fresh perspective someone who had never seen the Justice League what did you think when you watched The Snyder Cut
3: Uh, I thought it was pretty good I, I didn't feel it was too long like four hours is a long movie but there was never a point where I was like Okay, they could speed this up. Like the narrative was buzzing the whole time. Like it was just a really long story that he chose to tell. Um, but I had a good time. I thought it was I thought it was cohesive, which is kind of what you're going for. And Zack Snyder has a very distinctive style, which was present the whole way through. Um, I don't love and I agree with what Tiago said that the DC seems to be leaning into the the dark side of superheroes, whereas Marvel has been light and colorful basically since Ragnarok. Um, but the problem with that is that it doesn't quite jive with some of these characters. Like, you can do Dark Batman, obviously. And you can do Dark Superman, which they did in Man of Steel, and it's okay. And you can, I guess you can do Dark Wonder Woman, but you can't do Dark Flash. Flash is a goofball. Yeah, and trying to make him a goofball in this, it, no, um, Zack Snyder
0: is like that. Definitely don't yeah. watch the, Justice League. yeah, well, I, no.
3: and well, that was the thing that I like I actually found quite distressing is because that, like, those character moments are what Joss Whedon is good at, uh, but yeah, basically everything I heard said that it, it did not fly in this one. I think that was just because. His style and, and Zack Snyder's style don't mesh well together.
0: Definitely not. Um, no. uh, uh, Batman, like Flash is, I think, still the closest this movie gets to comic relief, but even he's toned down. And I think, except for the I'm rich line that Batman has, all of his jokes have been taken out. And the same thing for Aquaman, actually. Aquaman had a few like quips and one-liners in the original that are now gone. So Aquaman's a more serious character, which I, th- I kind of thought fit him, too. Because when you watch the Aquaman movie, I mean, it's a little silly, but he's not himself a goofball. So it didn't totally jive with, uh, I mean, there's three versions of Aquaman now, which is so strange to say. But Matt, what did you think when you saw the Snyder Cut?
1: Um, I liked it. I, I got to say, I liked it much, much more than I had expected to. Um, I, saw, I saw Man of Steel twice. I saw it in theaters and then rewatched it a couple of years later and thought it was fine. Um, and then I watched the first like hour of Batman versus Superman and was so bored. I had to give up. Um, so i really did not have high hopes uh, for this at all. Oh, I, I also watched Wonder Woman, which I like quite a lot. Um, so I didn't have I high hopes for this at all. No, I hadn't seen Aquaman. Okay. Which I've heard was pretty good. And it was pretty good seeing Aquaman yep. in this. I'm like, you know what? Not like, you know, definitely not like a 10 out of 10 for me, but like, um, Got me interested enough. I'll probably give if, uh, give Aquaman a try. Um, yeah. Uh, like Adam said, I actually, I was surprised. The four hours didn't feel too long. Um, it did feel long. It's impossible for four hours not to feel long. Um, but other than, you know, there's a couple scenes here and there I thought were maybe a little unnecessary, but it didn't drag like I thought it would. Going into this, I was really expecting just, for it to be an absolute slog and that wasn't the case you know they it it moved along fairly well um so yeah general impressions uh i didn't love it but i thought it was good and it and i liked it a thousand times more than i expected to so that was a nice surprise
0: yeah you know we as we talked about all the uh the dc movies we haven't even and it won't come up because the character is not in the snyder cut uh I haven't even touched on my favorite DC movie, I think, of this new generation. Shazam? Shazam! Yeah, I think yeah. Shazam is really good. Uh, and actually, Black Adam trailer just got released, and it's weird. It looks like, uh, for those of you in the know, it looks like the ending to uh, Mortal Kombat. Like, you know when you beat like the, the arcade pyramid, and you just get that pre-canned animation uh, ending? Mm-hmm. With someone yeah. talking over the background? It's literally exactly that. It's huh. just like a bunch of drawings of Black Adam being like, "And hey, I'm coming," and then you're like, "Oh, okay,
3: I guess he's coming."
0: You, you couldn't have put a picture or <laughs> uh, <laughs> or anything. Visual aids. The, you you just you just wanted to have a bunch of drawings of Black Adam being angry. Okay, sure, fine. Why not? Um, but yeah, all that to say, I'm totally with Tiago. I, I agree. I really liked Man of Steel. Like that movie quite a bit. Still do. Uh, but we we disagree on uh, Batman versus Superman.
2: And that's okay. You know,
0: I didn't. Yeah, that's totally fine. I didn't think the ultimate cut was enough to save it. And then uh, the Justice League, again, we just said that we, we pretty much totally agree. So I'm totally with you, Tiago. I liked this movie a whole heck of a lot. I think it was like three quarters of the way through, like just before maybe they revived Superman, where I just kind of said to myself, I'm like, oh shit, I'm kind of like... Really into this movie, and I think yeah. we should, like I want to. I don't want to go scene by scene because there's so many damn scenes. But we'll kind of go part by part, act by act.
4: Sure. Yeah, like
0: exactly because he was nice enough to cut it up into chapters, which honestly I think really helps. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It helps it. keep it fresh. But uh I do want to kind of talk about the individual characters because I think obviously the title for most improved goes to Cyborg because, down. I mean he technically was in the original. Justice League but not anywhere he didn't have anywhere near the arc that he does have in this one. I thought that Flash was also very improved. The the first yep. scene that he has in this I thought did a lot to help his characterization. They got rid of some of the the dumber jokes and you know we'll get to the ending, but in the original uh, Justice League ending Flash's contribution was pushing a truck. And obviously yeah. in this version, he has a significant uh, significantly greater contribution to the ending of the yep. film, is how we'll phrase that. Uh I kind of thought Wonder Woman maybe if anything got worse because she had that annoying theme song. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Every time she's like anytime anything even vaguely amazonian is on screen uh, it's terrible. Uh so it that was the good. first
2: 3 times but then after a while I'm like okay we get it we get it. All
0: right. Yeah, there's an amazon on screen we we understand especially because <laughs> I thought that her theme was like one of the more iconic parts of her both the original and her own movie right i think i thought that everyone loved her uh her badass yeah. electric cello theme so to ditch we that for Batman. just some yeah but not nearly as much now they always lean on the throat string instead of the uh the electric cello and then i think i think you would agree chiago considering that you and i are the only ones who've seen the first one this is one of the better on-screen batmans he's not quipping all the yeah. time which is so nice he's not telling like getting joked at by Superman saying, do you bleed back? Preach. Preach. I I knew like within, I think the first few minutes, the first time he encounters uh, Aquaman and Aquaman is going into the water and he's like a strong man, the strongest alone. Isn't that the saying? And in the original justice league, for those of you who don't know, Batman was like, that's not a saying. That's the opposite of a saying. And you could almost hear like a laugh track in the background. Whereas yeah. this time he's just like, well, Superman's dead. So were might be fucked. <laughs> so it's like yeah. a totally, from that moment, I was like, oh, thank God. And it's also very interesting to see when we watched that the first time, the, the internet was a buzz with what's Zack Snyder and what's Joss Whedon? Because at the time, we all thought that Joss was God. And we all, let's be honest, no one had a lot of confidence in Zack Snyder. He had just come off the murderous Batman in Batman v. Superman, right? Yep. So I even if you... The Extended Edition is definitely better of that movie, but I don't think anyone was a fan of the fact that Batman was out there icing fools. And his other movies were... Well, I mean... Co- come on, that's sorry, not no, a controversial. No, 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 no. That Batman should not kill, that's not it a is controversial, controversial. Take. It is. uh It is. You think it's controversial that Batman should not kill?
2: Oh, sorry, no, no, sorry, no. I wasn't disagreeing. I was, um, I was agreeing with you in the fact that yeah, it is a controversial take. I yeah, mean, it's, a controversial it's been done take by Zack Snyder, yeah,
0: yes, for sure, yeah, exactly. So, uh,
4: but my it, apologies. It, there, it was
0: tough to tell. No, no, it's totally fine. It was tough to tell at the beginning what was, what was Joss trying to improve the moments, and what was Zack Snyder just being weird, and we never really knew until now. And now it looks like a bunch of the stuff that, like, almost entirely Joss's decisions were terrible. Like, and even yeah. some basic things, like one of the first scenes, the one with Wonder Woman, where she does the bank heist. It's much, much longer in the Snyder cut. I would say maybe even too long because, like, you follow that briefcase as it goes into the air for what seems like forever. Oh, Excuse yeah. Me, but. At the very end, when the little girl is like, can I grow up to be you? And Wonder Woman is like, you can grow up to be anything you want. They cut that. That's just that's just a hero being a hero. And it's not even that long. Why? They cut that to have Flash Pratt fall on Wonder Woman's boobs when they're trying to revive Superman. It makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway, Tiago, did you do share the opinion or do you think there was another like most improved character?
2: Um, honestly, I think that another most improved character for me was just Superman's depiction, like showing him in, you know, I wouldn't even say the Fortress of Solitude, but just having him hear his father, Jor-El, and then hear hearing Pa Kent talking from Man of Steel, and then he goes and puts on the black suit, and I was like, holy fuck, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And I read online that they initially wanted to have him with the mullet. And I was like, we are so close. Oh, man, I would love that. We got the black suit. And I just think that he was much more restored. And I think just I was really impressed with the ending of how the whole battle happened. And I I honestly got to say, too, another improved arc was Steppenwolf. That guy was such a bitch in Justice League. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is a complete badass, like Kieran Hines killed it, and this guy is slaughtering fools like Batman was in Batman v Superman. And <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, and I was like, Oh, Holy shit. Alert. this guy is fearsome, he's terrifying, and just even the little things like when the Amazon, like when uh, is Hi- like, Amazon, show your fear, and they said, We have no fear. I was like, Whoa, this is empowering. Whereas in Justice League, they were running like cowards. They were running like mice away from a cat. So, just that too, and the adding of Dessaud and Darkseid was just Salt
0: Bay, like holy shit. Um, just the sprinkle on top. It was just. No, I agree. Good. You're right. Oh. The the like, jump from like uh, Justice Steppenwolf in everything from his design, where he looked like a Boy Scout. Like, you look like a fucking idiot, too. And I'm not normally – there's a fantastic video, I think it's by uh, Nando V Movies, where he just calls out comic books for having big, gray villains because it's such a stereotype. They're always big. They're always gray. And Steppenwolf somehow got even bigger and even grayer, it seems like. But they found a way to make it work. I would have liked a little splash of color. Like, throw in that clip from Iron Man 1. Where he's sure. like can you put a little hot rod red or something like that. Can you can you just give Steppenwolf something? But I agree. Like he was he was such a little coward in the first one. He was terrible. He just kept crying for mother. And it was like weird and, and Freudian. And in this one, I don't think he says mother once. Like he refers to the mother box, but it not just not at all mother. Uh, and yeah, you get a total feel for why he's here. He fell out of Dark Side's good graces. He's trying to get back in his good books, and he's going to do it by getting the one world that dark side never could back. Uh totally agree. Let's go to uh Matt. What mm-hmm. did you, as, a, as a fresh take, what did you think of, of the villain dark side? Or not dark side, well kind of, but definitely. Uh,
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um I knew nothing about him uh going into it. Um I th- I thought he was pretty good. He didn't blow me away. Um I liked his his design. I'm interested to maybe go back and see what he used to look like cuz I thought it looked pretty cool. Um it he took did not me look cool. Uh, it took me a little while to get on board. He was, it was sort of on the edge of being uh, of the CG taking me out of it. But I think I, I think I ended up coming down on the side of that. He looked good. Um, I like the design of his armor. Um, I thought, I thought he was an interesting villain Um, from the little bit that I've read. It seemed like his, uh, his arc of sort of trying to get back onto dark sides, uh, good side um, wasn't in the original. Is that correct? That's right.
4: It was OK. Pretty, yeah. So I don't know what the, the, the hell he,
1: he would have been doing in the first one. But in this one, I thought it was a pretty interesting story arc. Um, I think by the end, Dark Side maybe sort of eclipsed him a bit. So maybe I feel like I maybe would have could have done with a little bit less Dark Side because it made Steppenwolf less intimidating, I found. Um, yeah, but but overall, overall, uh, I, I liked him. Um, I will say the, there was a couple of things that confused me in the first hour or so. Um, and like I knew almost nothing about this movie going into it and i made a note at one point i'm like oh 58 minutes they said his name now i know who this guy is (laughs) um so there's a couple of things that's not you know necessarily to do with steppenwolf it had to do there was a few other things like that as well where it's like about an hour in i think i made a note where i'm like oh now i understand what's happening um so it's not just to do with steppenwolf overall i thought he was pretty good
0: yeah, I just posted a picture in the in the chat of what he looked like now compared to then. He was almost like a riff on like a Greek, like he had the very Greek um, skirt thing going on, and kind of. Yeah. Oh, he just oh, looks yeah, like a
1: dude. Yeah, he's yeah, just he a just dude looks, It's
0: just a yeah. dude with a hat, with and then I think his face it looks, looks weird. terrible. Yeah, he doesn't it's have awful. like the horns. It's not part of him. He's just just has like a, a dude's face. Like it's not. Yeah, good. no, I
1: I, I love I the way his armor kind of like rippled with all the little. Um, oh the living armor spiky bits and yeah Yeah, that's so yeah that's oh that's so much better
0: here i'll post a picture of his face but adam what did you think of steppenwolf
3: um i like i mean i remember when it first came out i didn't see it but i i heard about it and i was watching reviews of it and people were why are you bothering with this guy just just bring Darkseid in it was kind my thing i like i liked his arc um, I, I was pretty impressed with the arc and, and where they went with that, but I'm also like, this is your big team up movie. This is your Avengers, and you're picking a villain nobody's heard of. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not a comic book nerd, you don't know who this guy is. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I think I think st- I think Steppenwolf was a bad choice, but I think the S- Snyder cut did a good job. Given that they've already made the bad choice,
0: I feel like that was he was probably a decree from on high because this is back in the time like Ant- Infinity War and Endgame hadn't come out, and I think they were like, Dark Side is our Thanos, or I, I forget which one came first. So Thanos might be Marvel before, came first actually. Yeah, I know that I think it was uh both him and of course, um, Deathstroke, who we'll get to when we get to the epilogue, came before yeah. the Marvel ones, which are now probably more famous than the original. Ha! But uh, I think that they were clearly like, well, we need somebody to be there before Dark side. We can't just have like the first team up be the big one. So he was yeah. the best they came up with. but yeah, I agree. Not a not a super wonderful choice in the original at least, and he's much improved. So let's go kind of go through act by act if that's okay with you guys. It starts off in uh, with with Superman's death and it like they'll get to it later. The line was in the original cut too, but they said, or Steppenwolf says there's no lanterns, there's no Kryptonian, you're yeah. good to go. And they make it like it was, I thought it was pretty clear back then, but they make it really clear in this one that like Superman's death cry because he wasn't active on Earth anymore was the thing that was Steppenwolf. was like, oh shit, I can just sneak over there. You know, that gif of like the guy rubbing his fingers together in the background, like, yeah, waiting? Mm-hmm. That yeah, was yeah. yeah, he's like, awful he's awful like looking <laughs> at
1: Earth. Yeah, he had like a good, clear reason why he chose this particular time to show up.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then we get, again, a common criticism that I've heard, and I pretty much entirely agree with it. And as, as a Zack Snyder fan, I really like, and I, I know that's like a cliche to say that about anything. I'm like, as a whatever, I my opinion is more important than other people's. That's one of my pet peeves. I hate that. But I'm about to yeah. do it. So as a Zack Snyder <laughs> fan, I'm clearly fine with his style because he's such a stylistic filmmaker i loved 300 it's honestly one of my favorite movies i really like watchmen i don't mind the fact that they changed it from the comics uh let's not talk about what was the other one in their baby not the baby doll movie sucker, Do you know punch.
1: sucker punch sucker punch sucker
0: punch wasn't as big a fan of sucker punch but as we talked about i really like man of steel so it was pretty though it was sucker punch was gorgeous Second to none in terms of a visual filmmaker that I don't think anyone could possibly debate that this, the shit that he gets on screen is incredible to look at. There's yeah. even in his bad movies. I don't think anyone could doubt that, but I think because he had such free range here, he got to indulge his, his best cravings and also his worst cravings. And I thought that the scene of like two minutes of Batman wandering through a mountain, I'm like, that's the kind of stuff that you could probably cut to make a, a really good three hour, maybe three and a quarter cut of this movie. You know? Like there are a few times where it's just like, okay, this scene is just it's going on a little long, a little long. Yep. But then of course Batman shows up, he meets with Aquaman, they have a fairly similar conversation, but this is probably the perfect example of what the Snyder Cut does better. It's just lengthened. He just has more time to breathe. It doesn't feel like Batman just pops into all these places cuz Batman's a shitty recruiter. He was definitely a shitty recruiter in the original. He doesn't have a ton of success here. But uh, it was good to see Batman trying to use his wits, you know, he holds the fact that he clearly understands if not speaks the language that they're speaking there and uh, and, and then when in doubt just flash some money to solve the problem. Yeah. It's a superpower. Gotta... That's classic
2: right. Batman. I got to jump in quickly and say Go for it. Difference Go for it. between Justice League and Justice League Snyder cut was that in that scene when Batman goes to recruit Aquaman in Justice League when they speak what, some sort of Scandinavian dialect, I'll say. I that. think
1: it's Icelandic. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna.
2: Yeah. I think Icelandic because they filmed that scene in Iceland. But anyways, when they speak in Icelandic, Bruce Wayne is confused. In the Justice League, in the Snyder cut, he responds in Icelandic, and I'm like, yes, because he spoke to Anatoly Knyazev in Russian in Batman v Superman, so why the fuck would he not know another language and understand what they're saying? Little detail,
0: much improved. And it's the classic genius-level intellect. I mean, that's what, like, what comic books love to throw in, genius-level intellect, but if you are a genius and you're going to go to a place where they're speaking a different language, if you're going to brush up on that language because that's exactly the type of stuff that you want to be intercepting, right? You want to catch up on when they're talking about shit behind your yep. back and, and kind of keep that Keep that concealed. That was smart. Then we have yeah. a scene with Lois Lane. I think no matter what uh oh yeah, for before before that, the super I thought it was awkward as hell, to be honest. This is the first miss for me. Just like the random Icelandic song that they're singing, complete with a Aquaman sweater. What?
1: Yeah, that combined with like the shot of Aquaman like uh chugging like a 40 of whiskey and then just Standing on the edge of the pier. I think combined is like three minutes of straight up nothing. Yeah. And I think it's made probably the most egregious use of the slow-mo in the whole movie.
0: Yeah. I thought that
2: the thing yeah. 40 was badass, but I see the point.
0: It looks cool, but at the same time, he's Aquaman and he slammed the bottle into the ocean you know
1: so like know the whole
0: thing. yeah exactly you're the guardian oh, yeah. you? i know he's yeah. not the king yet, oh yeah
1: i, I don't have a problem tough. with what happened it just could have happened in 15 seconds instead of three minutes fair
4: enough yeah.
1: I, yeah I i wanted a really cool shot of of aquaman like diving into the ocean and instead i got two minutes of him standing on the end of the pier and then like a cutaway and he's gone
0: Yeah, they have like multiple shots where it feels like they're going to flirt with the whole, a wave comes up and then he's gone when it goes down. And then that happens, I think, two or three times. You're just like, oh, is this going to happen or not? But uh, yeah, that you kind of reminded me of the other thing. Maybe the Icelandic song is the first case of it. Uh, Stop showing us your Spotify playlist, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) It almost never works. I, I don't like like you hired Junkie XL. Uh, to do this score, you had Danny Elfman to do the previous score. You were obviously leaning on Hans Zimmer. These are some of the greatest uh, film scores of the modern age, if not of all time. Uh, I need so to move in quickly. Let them, sorry, let them do their fucking job.
2: Yeah, Joss Whedon actually picked Danny Elfman, not Zack Snyder. He won Junkie XL for the original.
0: Sorry. Right, right, right. That's I, I, I'm okay with that, but I wait. Mean, so- sorry, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, go
1: ahead. so they got a different composer to rescore this cut.
0: Correct.
2: No, no, they got Junkie XL was the original. But then, when mm-hmm. Zack Snyder stepped back, they brought in Joss, and then Joss said, "I'm bringing Danny Elfman," and Danny Elfman just did nothing. Hmm. Well, he did okay. a few interesting. Things.
0: Like he changed, he threw in his own Batman theme. But yeah, I, Junkie XL went and redid the entire score for for this version. I do. Okay, know that. I ga-
1: yeah. I gotta say, I had, I was not a fan of the use of music in this movie, whatsoever. Um, so, like, and this is something that I think marvel has missed on over and over and over again um and i've just been i've I've wanted it so bad is you have these characters that all have their individual movies with their individual themes that may or may not have been established depending on how well the composers did in that movie and then they come together and there is no team-up theme there's no individual themes except for wonder woman and it just it bugs me so much i have so many notes about the music (laughs) <laughs> uh, and how it was used every time that they, like the Atlantic singing, like the song in the Flashes random scene or the, I think there was another one, um, I'm trying to remember, I think it was another time when Aquaman had like a two minute long slow-mo standing on a pier and they put in another random song there. Which was a different it's song from the original too, yeah. Yeah, and it, like none of the individual songs or whatever were bad, I just feel like there was a lot of it, it just felt very um cluttered and disorganized the music um so like there's there's two times when they're kind of like gearing up to get into action where the music randomly switches into some like kind of like grungy like electric guitar thing for like 30 seconds and then goes back to just kind of like generic orchestral stuff and then mm-hmm. I, I mean we mentioned it already anytime time wonder woman or any of the other Amazons are on screen. It goes to the random like middle Eastern yodeling thing, which is really (laughs) odd for characters who are almost exclusively white. Um, it's why explicitly Greek, but definitely not like Arabic or Indian.
0: Yeah. Didn't feel Greek at all. That that
1: Yeah. And I gotta say, I really, and it's not even necessarily like that little bit of music is not bad. It just makes no sense in the context. Um, I really, really like Wonder Woman's theme, but she's the only person that actually gets a theme. And I was looking for it specifically because they brought her theme back. So I'm like, okay, they're doing character themes. Like where's Cyborg's theme? Where's Flash's theme? Where's Batman's theme? As far as I could tell, there wasn't one. Um, And it, it really bugged me. And in some cases, they even used Wonder Woman's theme as a Justice League theme. Like Wonder Woman would get a cool moment. It would do the, like the yodel flippy call like vocal calls and then uh like maybe like one statement of her like da 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 da, da 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 theme and then it would keep it would switch back to the other parts of the justice league like doing some action thing and it would keep going with um with wonder woman's theme in drums in the background so wonder woman's theme is now just the theme for the justice league it the music in this movie i got to say didn't make any sense and like actively distracted me from the movie it Yeah, I I wasn't a fan. I'd be interested to see what the theatrical music sounded like, because I really wasn't a fan of the music in this one.
0: I don't think it didn't like to me. Well, okay, there's there's two points that I want to make and then I want to, of course, throw it to Adam and Tiago. But uh, the the theatrical theme the theatrical version, I don't think I particularly remembered any of the music. It didn't stand out except for when Batman shows up. um, Danny Elfman flaunts his Batman, the animated series theme. And yeah. uh, I was looking for it here. Like it feels if it's there, it's even more subtle, but it was very obvious in the original that he just threw in the uh, the original other uh, than he threw in his old theme. But that all being said, <laughs> there was one character who has a the theme who returned. And to me, it was the best potentially part of the movie. And that was uh, the Superman theme flight from man of steel makes a huge comeback. When first of all, they have it like in the background when they're talking, but when they're sitting around the mother box, and we're gonna to get to this scene later, I'm sure. And then you can kind of hear it in the background, it's like da 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 da, you know?
4: Oh, the Man of Steel thing. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, the song the first is called show was fantastic. From, uh, I was like, holy yeah, shit! Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. And then uh, when obviously when Superman is is hearing from his two fathers, and they kind of recreate the flight scene from the original or from Man of Steel. Um, but again, that's bringing back to Matt's point. The reason that works is because the, the Superman theme for Man of Steel is so fucking strong. So they were smart to bring that back. But the other characters, I, I absolutely agree with you. They didn't have a particular theme to go along. Adam, you've been quiet for a while. Did you have any thoughts on the music? Uh, I
3: didn't really notice it, except for the, exactly. except for the exactly. Wonder Woman thing. Except for the Wonder Woman thing. That pissed me off because I'm like, her actual theme is so strong. Stop giving me the bullshit chanting nonsense. Like the the rock yeah. theme that she has is great. Just play that every time she comes on screen. I'm okay with that. You're Zack Snyder. You do ridiculous shit. Every time Wonder Woman's on screen, rock theme. Excellent. That's what I want to see. Every time Batman's on screen, lightning in the background. There's no clouds. I don't care. Like the point <laughs> is you're Zack Snyder. You are one of the best visual filmmakers that there are. Put some flair into this and not this nonsense noise. I also agree with you. The Superman
0: thing was very good. I was, I was, I was pleased with how that developed. It is ironic that the electric cello Wonder Woman theme is by Hans Zimmer, but kind of sounds like it. It should be by Junkie XL. Like, if I mean, the most famous thing that he's known for is, of course, Mad Max Fury Road. I think that's where a lot of people would. But like, if you listen to that, you're just like, yeah, I could see him putting some. Oh, that's Hans Zimmer, and then. Now it's back to Junkie XL, and he's not doing—he's not necessarily like playing to his own uh, strengths. That when Hans Zimmer did a cover of it, Tiago, what did you think of the music?
2: Um, You know, I thought the music wasn't too terrible. I particularly uh, enjoyed—I don't know what it was called—but when um, when they were saving the nine scientists who were kidnapped, I thought that like electronic and hard rock score was pretty cool. Um, But yeah, the music itself didn't really. I don't know. It was just kind of, I'm sorry, Matt, but I'm not much of an auteur when it comes to music (laughs) scores. It really stands out to me and it gives me goosebumps. Then I'm like, okay, I'm invested. But for the most part, um, it was good. But yeah, I agree. The yodeling, the throat singing too many times. Uh, The Man of Steel theme was awesome. And I do agree with Matt that I wish that Aquaman had his own theme. Flash had his own theme. Cyborg had his own theme. So... I do agree with that criticism, but other than that, wasn't too nitpicky about it.
0: And like, yeah. I know and they it... want to restore the original vision, but sorry, just to interrupt. Aquaman mm-hmm. does have his own theme. If you listen to the Aquaman oh. movie, he's got that like motif. I don't know if anyone else saw the Aquaman movie, but I it's did. And they never used it. Like, I know it came after Justice League, so fine, it's the original. But throw it in for fuck's sake.
1: Yeah, you'd have to think that. Well, I mean, music composition comes is done pretty late in the process, but like so maybe it wasn't written by the time this came out. But like you got to pre-plan like a little bit, right, just to make it a little your your universe seem more cohesive. And I should say, I don't think the music overall was bad. It was just it just seemed disorganized where they went 100 percent like they went hard on motifs for Wonder Woman and like zero for everybody else like ev- yeah. you, you you don't have to you don't have to look at the screen to know when wonder woman is on screen right you you like yeah. it's very clear every time she does something cool um but no other character got that treatment and i just it, it kind of that kind of bugged me
0: yep totally fair but uh, let's uh, let's keep moving through the actual film so then we have the scene with and again i'm just going to kind of go through general scenes i'm just kind of breezing through the movie so if there's Something that, from a scene that that particularly wowed you, uh, let me know and we can kind of stop and talk about it. But then we have the scene um, again, a kind of a gratuitous Zack Snyder scene that certainly didn't need to be as long as it was but Lois just giving coffee to a police officer. It's like, okay, so she hasn't moved on. I guess that'll be a plot, but I feel like, and I'm going to touch on this later because I've come to the conclusion over the past year and a half, Superman's my favorite hero. So I'm particularly invested in the Superman stuff and I don't I feel like Lois is pretty much entirely wasted in these movies, especially in this one. She's there to be like the damsel in distress in one particular part. And then that's really all she has to do. Uh, but anyway, then they have the, the bank heist scene, which is way longer. We kind of already touched on it. I think the length actually helped it. Um, although it did seem a little bit strange that Diana was like, I'm going to stop a bomb, which is granted a very large bomb. But then at the end, instead of just like punching the dude in the face, she does the gauntlet slam and blows up that part of the building. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's a little big excessive, explosion, but yeah, cool, but <laughs>
1: maybe unnecessary. yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> Infrastructure probably. damage. Also like, again, the scene where she stops all those bolts really cool. I think they did it even better in this one than they did in the original. Um, yeah. But if you're that fast, you could probably get the gun, you know, <laughs> like, it just yeah. seems like a bit like you're showing off, which I guess in this case they were. Then you have the Amazonians uh, trying to defend from, steppenwolf this scene is vastly improved i think that if you had to like show someone a scene comparison this between the original and this one like steppenwolf seems way more intimidating they added a lot of blood effects uh to, the amazon seemed that much more desperate you know there's they have all these contingency plans to try and keep him from getting the mother box and he just blows past all of them and yeah. uh it you know the amazonians seem fearsome in this and it does give you a good measuring stick for Steppenwolf that like they had their shit together. Like they're good fighters. We know that they still weren't enough to stop them. So it's a good way to establish what the characters are up against. You know? I really
1: like the Amazons in this scene. They're cool. I got to say any scenes where there's like a large group of Amazons, just like in a battle were my favorite parts of this movie, it was really cool. The latter half of the scene, I think has some more unnecessary slow-mo. Um, uh, is it uh, Hippolyta when she's yeah. Yeah. yeah when she's leaving she's like keeps looking back and watching people die when they're like knocking <laughs> the support out of the thing it's like they would live if you just ran out of the place yeah, yeah. like the, the last two die and she gets the sad thought of watching them get crushed by the thing it's like if you just ran out your fault. they could have lived <laughs> yeah. um, so I feel like it was yeah. stretched out a little bit too long but it was a cool scene like I I uh I gotta say for the first Forty-five minutes or so, I I was fully ready to not like the movie, so I was maybe being a little uncharitable to it. Um, <laughs> but I think the moment that got me on board is when she yelled, like you know, Amazon, like show him your fear, and then they all yelled, we have no fear. And I'm like, that was bad. bad. Okay, I actually I actually like this. Okay, I'm on board. I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop being annoying about it.
0: Yeah, that was a good little scene. And then uh, after that, they have well, after that, I mean, then you start to get Batman, and this is. It's a very brief scene with Batman and Alfred, but they went through all the trouble of casting uh, Jeremy Iron as Alfred. I mean, he was in Batman versus Superman. I know that they also went through all the trouble of casting JK Simmons as commissioner Gordon, who was in like one scene for half a second in the original. <clears throat> He's not in here for much longer to be clear, but uh, it did. I just loved everything with Batman in this movie. I'll be honest with you. I liked yeah. he had a more serious tone. I felt like, the history that, that character has gone through made more sense. And by the end of the movie, I mean, we'll talk about that epilogue, of course, but I believed, thanks to the context in this movie, why he's gotten to the point where he's willing to break his rule. Whereas I feel like when he just just did it in the previous one, it, it felt out of the blue. But in this one, like everything that Batman's gone through, really, it, it's a fantastic version of an, of an older Batman, uh, for sure. Tiago was a Batman super fan. What did you think of just general Batman before we move on?
2: Uh, In terms of this film? Yeah. I thought it was – to add add more to what you said, Simon, I thought it was great. I really liked how they – yeah, they could have established it a little more in Batman v Superman. um, But in this film, they really flushed out his character. And they showed the redemption arc where Batman – You know, we didn't get that in Justice League. In this movie, we got him – saying, you know what, at the end of Batman Superman, he said, I failed him in life, I won't fail him in death. And he lives up to that promise in the entire Snyder Cut, where at one point Alfred's like, I can't remember, I can't remember the exact quote, but Alfred says, if you don't, don't wave the red cape, if you can't, you know, live up to this task. Handle and the then, charging pole, I think is what he said. Yeah, handle
3: the right, charging pole. Yeah, thank, you, thank
2: you all. And Batman, you know, tells Alfred that like, no, I'm going to do this. And Alfred, at one point, I can't remember which part of the movie, but he says, how are you sure this is going to work? And then Batman says, faith, Alfred, faith. I was just like, damn. This is a changed Batman. So, not to throw in a religious motif, which Zack Snyder also likes to do in his movies, but he's kind of repenting for sins that he committed against Superman. And he bears that cross so deeply in this movie that we just see an entirely changed Batman. And I thought it was really well done. I just everything he killed God
0: yeah so he feels uh, he feels intensely and morally responsible for it I feel like I like that scene too I didn't expect Batman to say faith I kind of expected him to say the reverse of that classic line from uh, Batman versus Superman where it's just like if if there's even a a one chance chance. that this can work we have to try it it's like the inverse if there's even a one chance that bringing Superman back will work then it's worth trying. He could have used that line on on Alfred, but I thought the faith thing was kind of like, oh, this is a this is a different Batman than what we've seen. Okay, so then uh, a Wanda Woman, uh Wanda Woman, jeez, too much Wanda Vision. <laughs> Wonder Woman does uh, Indiana Jones for a little bit. She discovers what the mother box is in, which is great. In the original, there was that super fucking weird scene where Batman was terrorizing. I think it was the first scene of the movie, even right. Batman was terrorizing yeah. like a criminal because the parademons could smell fear and then he killed a parademon and the parademon's blood was in the shape of mother boxes and that's how the characters discovered what a mother box was what in the fuck what that was a good idea probably joss yeah. yeah well definitely joss so uh so one or not Jeez, I keep saying that. So Diana, I'll just call her by that name. So Diana seeing them yeah. on the on the walls in in ancient writing makes so much more sense. And then immediately after that, um, Aquaman saves somebody from a boat wreck, and then goes and gets some whiskey, and then they have like the three hour shot of yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Of him going into the water, followed by a scene of him I think going and looking at King Atlan and debating on the trident. The Aquaman stuff in this movie, I'll be honest, it like it was better than the Justice League because it existed. But I actually liked Aquaman and a lot of the choices they made in Aquaman. And Zack Snyder, clearly Did back you. then, yeah, clearly back then, he had a very different vision for how Aquaman was going to go. And then because he was restoring his original vision, he got rid of all of them. So, Amber Heard, first of all, we don't like Amber Heard anymore. She can fuck off. But she's yep. back in the movie with the world's worst British accent for some reason. I don't, yeah. <laughs> it's astonishingly bad they went Terrible. back to the whole uh atlanteans can't talk in water they have to have air bubbles which like that doesn't make any sense Clue: they can talk underwater if they're talking to each other they do some like dolphin clicking at some point when they're not underwater but sure and then willem defoe is here as volco he's great in aquaman he's fine here it's like oh there he is But all the Aquaman stuff is just like, okay, but they did it so much better in his movie. You could have taken a little something backward, you know?
1: That's true. true. I I found I was really confused by all of the Aquaman, like the solo Aquaman stuff in here, um, to the point where I had, I I Googled it, because I'm like, because I haven't seen all of the movies. So I was prepared for some things that I wouldn't understand or know what they are because I hadn't, you know, I had not seen every movie. And then I saw Aquaman came out after this movie. Yeah. So like I was as prepared as I could be for Aquaman and I still had no idea what was happening with him or what his deal was. I just, it it was just, it's, I could have used a much more succinct character introduction and, or introduction to any of the Atlantean stuff, the other characters. Cause I, I just assumed that I was missing out on things because I hadn't seen Aquaman when this was actually, The first time we'd seen this character, and this was his introduction.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it again, it just doesn't make sense in the continuity now. It it barely made sense then. It makes even less sense now. And again, ugh. Amber Heard. Yeah. Also, I I just
1: out of it. Oh, yeah. I just saw in my notes the uh the song that sings when Aquaman is standing on the end of the pier. The lyrics are "There is a kingdom. There is a king." that was one of the, that was one of the few times this movie where it was like unintentionally funny where it was trying to be very serious and i'm like this is dumb
0: Zack snyder master of subtlety he is yeah. not yeah <laughs> not. for sure yeah, no. so they're moving on though because again i don't want to keep you guys here all night and we still have plenty of movie to move through the, the next scene it's super brief but they did have more of them i felt uh you got a lot of diana and bruce just planning and there were a couple of them in the original, right? Like they kind of divided it up. I'm gonna go get um, Flash. I'm gonna go get Cyborg. Those scenes basically happened in this movie, but they're more fleshed out, and it felt like their relationship was more honest. First of all, there was no romance side plot with them here, and there kind plot. of was the Justice League, which was just awkward as hell. But uh, it also just felt like, okay, we're the only two people who know really what's going on. What are we gonna do about this situation? You know, so I kind of appreciated all of those. Um, but after that. You have a huge fight, like an ancient fight between Dark Side and the forces of Earth.
4: And the I thought that
0: fight was cool as hell.
2: Yeah. Tiago, what you uh, think? Sorry, Simon, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But I I was uh, reading, you know, for years when the Snyder Cut wasn't a thing about how the history lesson was much longer in his version and his story, had it fully fleshed out. I loved it. I loved the history lesson and that it was actually Dark Side aka well actually euxis before he becomes dark side comes to earth gets destroyed by the atlanteans the amazons and the the green lantern yar Yar, Yar Yarul i think it was shows up and they kick butt um all those extras who went through all that training just to like look jacked finally get redemption and (laughs) it was well done in terms of showing us okay here's how the mother boxes came to earth here's the story Here's what you need to know, bam, and um, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was succinct, and it really set up the movie itself in terms of what Stepul's mission was.
0: Yeah, here's why Earth is special because the one yeah. place that Darkseid couldn't take that he uh, that he blew it, and yeah, it was just cool to see all the. I mean, you see, get to see. Uh... You get to see, I mean, we're, I forget how it's actually pronounced in the movie. I thought it was Hippolyta, and you guys are saying Hippolyta, so I I'm not sure who's correct. But either way, uh we get to see her in the Amazons. We get to see uh the forces of of man. look like they walked out of Lord of the Rings into this movie. You get to see the Greek gods. Uh, you get to see David Thewlis' dumbass face on
4: Ares again.
0: <laughs> yeah. It did some work that it didn't look as ridiculous, actually, as it did in Wonder Woman, I, I thought. But it was still kind of, oh, yeah, I guess he was there. You get to see Zeus. You get to see Hermes. But it just kind of made me wonder at the end of it, okay, so what did happen? Are they all dead? Like, where are those people now? They didn't talk about it in Wonder Woman. It's like, did, or did they? I don't think they did, that, that Ares was the only Greek god left alive. But I'm kind of curious because they didn't touch it in the sequel either. What yeah,
1: happened I mean, I guess I feel like it was in, I don't know if they actually said, but it, it felt to me like it was at least implied that this was like a few thousand years ago. So I guess lots of stuff can happen. Although if you're a god, a thousand years isn't all that long, I suppose. All I got to say, this sequence was my favorite part of the movie by a mile. I, I, <laughs> I loved this part of the movie. It was so cool. Um, the one thing that that bugged me about it and it had nothing to do with the sequence itself is I wished that it was that this is how the movie started. Um, oh, yeah. I made a, right. I made a note because this is I didn't get the actual timestamp, but this this sequence is about like an hour and 20, an hour, and 30 mo- minutes into the movie. And I made a note where I'm like, now I understand what's happening mm-hmm. up until now. Didn't follow a single thing. Now I know what's happening. I really wish this had been, um, kind of like, like a fellowship of the ring style prologue to explain everything. Cause I had no idea what was going on until this point from here on. Everything was coherent, understood what was happening, you know, new, new, ev- like the villains, motivations, everything that was supposed to be going on. Um, I just wish it came a lot earlier in the movie because it was an awesome sequence. And after it, I fully understood everything that was happening. Before, I had no idea. So I just wish it had come earlier in the movie.
0: It's also a scene, because Diane is telling it, they kind of have the... Like, it's very stylized, so it fits Zack Snyder perfectly. But it also works because if someone's telling a story, it doesn't need to look realistic. It's, you know, it's the way that they're that's describing true. it.
3: Yeah. So mm-hmm. I
0: thought that, that worked Adam, what would you think of the uh, history lesson scene as Yago called it.
3: I, I, I hadn't thought of what uh, Matt just said, but that's brilliant. Yeah. That should have been the first scene. That should have been yeah. how you open a yeah. movie. That would have been so much better. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was really good. Um, I remember I was talking to to dad about this because he watched it before I did. And he said afterwards, he's like, so wait a minute. That was the guy who injured Darkseid or the man who would be Darkseid um, was Ares. And Wonder Woman beat Ares all by herself.
0: Yeah, but see, Ares went for the head. (laughs) they got
1: their own you should have gone for the head moment yeah
0: it's so hard like an axe going into the side like how could you not it's just such an easy comparison to make and i guess that this was filmed before infinity war but it's so funny that the the two lined up like that yeah Yeah, i guess you,
1: you need to make it look like you know you need to have the bad guy lose without making them just you know look like they're running away, I suppose. Yeah. So it fits. Although there was a couple of times in this movie that I did notice some inconsistencies with like the uh invulnerability of the the bad guys. Like in the the first um Amazon's versus uh, parademons fight building collapses into the ocean and we think it's all gone and then they all come back up and then later on we see them die from like being shot and stabbed or like hit against a wall like yeah. particularly hard. Um, so there was a little bit of inconsistency with that.
3: Just a touch, but the, yeah, for the most part, I really like that scene. Oh, this is the other thing. I remember talking to dad about this is that I really wish and may, it, maybe it did happen and I just missed it, but I really wish somebody would have said something about the anti-life equation because yeah. when like, cause you see it on the ground, but you don't know what it is. And then later you have that vision with Steppenwolf and he sees it too. And he's like, Oh, this is a big deal. But the audience doesn't know why until he then goes and talks to Darkseid and he's like, the anti-life equation is here. And then you're going, oh, that's what. But it would have been such a better moment if at the start of the movie they'd gone this anti-life equation. And then when you see Steppenwolf has that vision, the audience goes, oh, shit, he knows. And now Darkseid's about to know.
0: Agreed. agree. Yeah, yeah kind- that one where it would have been nice to know what it is and then know what to look for. So it's like, oh, fuck, there it is. It's on Earth the entire time. As yeah. opposed to, oh, what's that weird marking? That just must be like, a oh, okay, that I guess that was important. Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit backwards. Sorry, man.
1: Yeah, that one was weird for me too. Uh, one of my notes is I had big Steppenwolf revelation because his line when he says that is, it's here on this world. And I, we had just been talking about the mother boxes. We had never, the um, anti-life hadn't been brought up yet. So I thought he was talking about the mother box. And I was like, yeah, dude, you already know that. That's why you're here. So for like five (laughs) minutes, I just thought Wolf was just like a big, dumb idiot that forgot where the mother box was. (laughs) Yeah. Until they explained anti-life. So probably could have uh, fixed the ordering with that a little bit to avoid some confusion.
0: Yeah, a little bit of confusion there. Next up, we had a brand new scene, a brand new introduction to The Flash. Really liked this scene. It went on a bit long, but I thought it was a good way to make Barry funny. Like, first of all, he's kind of awkward when he's talking about the resume. It comes from the French. I believe it's a past participle. I don't know. I didn't necessarily need that, but I thought once he kicks it up, I mean, it's a little bit voyeuristic when he's saving Iris from the uh, the car wreck, but that was a good way of showing um, a lot of the Flash stuff. And then it, when it finishes off, he grabs the hot dog. You think he's just being an idiot with a hot dog. And then he's using it to feed dogs. I thought that was like that's a good way to add humor into this. It doesn't need to, you know, riff on what the word resume is, but I actually quite liked that flash scene. Tiago, what do you think?
2: Uh, I thought it was great. Um, it was well it was well done in the sense of, you know, when he grabs the hot dog, he saves Iris West, who is supposed to be his girlfriend in the Flash movie. Um, I thought that was a really cool sequence of how we got to see Flash use the Speed Force, and it was really funny with the hot dog, or in the end when he. You know, goes back to the present, and everything is saved, and he's feeding the dogs. I was like, okay, that's pretty hilarious. That's better than what's brunch.
0: Yeah, very glad that brunch, oh, did not get included.
2: Brunch clearly adjusted. This
0: thing. Yeah, and those of you who don't know, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, they. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if we've gotten to the scene where Batman recruits it, but we'll kind of touch on that uh, that there, but. Yeah, that was just a, a weird scene. Adam, what'd you think of uh, of the introduction to Flash here?
3: I thought it was good. I, I, I yeah, I saw a lot of people making comments about the 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 way it was slightly creepy, but I'm like, that's Iris West. It's obviously supposed to be Iris West. Uh we all know that and he's just lingering on it because they're telling the audience that. Um, if you already know who that yeah. is, that doesn't look creepy at all. It looks totally normal. It's like, yes, of course, this is how he's going to react the first time he sees the girl he falls in love with. That's how these movies go.
0: Mm-hmm. I also kind of thought, and this is maybe a weird take before I, I go to map, but when I was watching it, this I just watched it a second time before we got on air here. And it kind of made me almost feel sad for Flash because when he's in the Speed Force, he's kind of alone with these people. You know and they don't get to react to him he's just kind of taking things in so it's like one of those classic truth or dare questions or something where it's like if you could stop time what would you do and everyone wants to be like well i would nap more be productive we wouldn't we would people watch we're all sick fucks. so let's be honest (laughs) if you had the power to basically freeze time and just observe people you would probably take the time to look at someone too especially if you thought they were a very pretty lady that was soon to be your love interest so it, like I actually kind of felt a little bad for him that he just like stuck in time with these people who can't see him or don't really know what he's doing for them. Uh, yeah, I, I it actually grew on me the second time. Matt, what did you think?
1: Um, I had I had a little bit of a, a mixed reaction to the Flash's intro. Uh, I'll I'll read my note that I made, which is, wow, the Flash is fucking annoying. Cool scene though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta say. He grew on me as the movie went on. By the end, I was totally fine with him. Didn't have a problem with his character. But I i, I got to be honest, I, I really didn't like his his introduction. The the resume jokes and all that kind of stuff didn't didn't land for me at all. I was not a fan. So, um, and I know that was toned down quite a bit from the original. So I kind of want to go back and watch it just to see how bad it was. Um, yeah, wasn't a fan of of the the jokiness of him. I felt it didn't especially early on because it gets toned down as it goes. It just doesn't really fit with the, with the tone of the rest of the movie for me. Um, however, the first time he uses the speed force really, really cool. i like that scene a lot. Um, when he like goes through the glass and you can see him like bending the glass before it breaks. And, um, I liked the, the little details of that. He actually like wrecks things around him when he moves this fast, which would happen, right? You know, you see when he's walking, you can see him tearing up the street behind him. I thought that was a really cool detail. Um, I did not know who uh, I guess now I know his future girlfriend um, was in this scene. It was a little weird, uh, especially with the song choice. Um, Yeah. Again, this is another thing where I think if they just cut it in half would have been much more effective. I thought it went on a little little too long, but it was, but the, the use of his powers was really cool. I think the scene was maybe hurt a little bit by how much slow-mo had been used before this um because it's like okay cool we're seeing a person move in slow-mo seen like 20 minutes of that already um i think the scene might have been cooler if they had not been quite so liberal with the use of slow-mo leading up to this because it wasn't really anything we hadn't seen before um because so much of the movie had already been in slow motion if i feel like if this was the and i know this is asking a lot of zack snyder But if this was the first time that slow-mo had been used in the movie, it might have had a really cool effect. But, you know, we've already seen Batman and Wonder Woman and a whole bunch of other people in slow-mo. So seeing the Flash in slow-mo, even though there were some really cool details, uh, didn't do a whole lot for me.
0: I agree, especially considering Wonder Woman's first scene, the way they show her powers is through slow-mo as well. It's like, hmm.
1: Yeah, like we've seen slow-mo super speed like in two other scenes already. So when the flash does it, it's not that special, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of things that are special. So right after that, you get the intro to cyborg. Now he was basically, I mean, he was in the original movie and he did technically have an arc, but it's, it's borderline meaningless compared to what he had in this scene or in this movie. So you get the I think I thought it was actually like a cool stylized high school football game, you know, you understand that his mom's there. We we've all seen the movies and the TV shows. We know what the empty chair means. It means absentee father. We all know. It's uh it's standard movie making stuff. So we see the absentee father thing, we see the mom and then we uh, you know, he's having a conversation in the car. It's another one of those classic movie things. You can see the the truck coming from <laughs> a little ways out. Uh, I did think they threw in there a random scene of, I guess it's to indicate that not only is he incredibly physically talented, he's also incredibly smart and he's a nice guy because they threw in that scene of him hacking the grades of somebody and then his mom's like, to the principal, well, what did you do to help this person? That was the one scene with Cyborg that really didn't work for me because it's like, okay, maybe the principal, did, you couldn't have tutored the person. How did you think yeah. hacking their grades was the best way to make this go for? You know, it that scene didn't totally work for me. That his mom was given the principal. Goff and the principal was just like, hmm, yeah, maybe this is my fault. What? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but other than that, I actually thought uh, the the cyborg intro stuff was was good. And then it goes into what I thought was actually a really cool scene where uh, Silas is, was cyborg's dad, Silas Stone is going through and kind of describing cyborg's powers and i thought that the animations that they used were very cool you know he's kind of seeing all the nuclear weapons in the world and he's seeing the, the the i believe it's a bull for america and a bear for russia they're kind of fighting um so he's you know seeing the way things work you have that really cool scene where he's kind of in a vault and i guess everyone's different wealth is represented by piles of money so they're really setting up cyborg to have this unprecedented amount of power but i thought the way they showed it with these kind of i mean let's be honest it felt it was very like watchman-esque to me it felt very like dr manhattan Uh um, Uh kind of thing but i thought it actually really worked and then i was actually shockingly touched by the thing he did at the end giving that lady ten thousand dollars i'm like that's exactly what a hero would do i mean it's What was that game? Uh, Watch Dogs? That's kind of what we all thought we were going to be doing in Watch Dogs, right? Just like, see someone who has got like a million dollars because they're a CEO. I'll take a 100000 of that, give it to some poor person on the street. And that's just kind of what he did. So as an intro to Cyborg, I thought it really worked. Tiago, compared to the original, yeah, I'm pretty much going to be going to you first, in case you haven't noticed because you've seen the original. What did you think of the Cyborg introduction?
2: Magnificent. A much better... Much better way to uh, to introduce him. A vast improvement over Justice League. I know I've referenced that probably like twelve times. You could probably count on your fingers how many times Tia says Justice League throughout this whole episode. But uh, anyhow, um, yeah, we we get why he and his father don't get along. That wasn't in the that wasn't what we got before. It establishes that he was a football star. The accident, you know, clearly getting in the car accident took away his ability to play football and to move. His father trying to save him by using by making the um, suit for him, getting the mother box, of course, having it connected and trying to understand the uh, abilities behind it, and also just exploring to him or explaining to Cyborg uh, to to um, Victor, sorry, um, everything that the suit can do for him, and then the part where he was like, "Now I'm gonna I want to explain something to you as not a scientist but a father," and when he destroys the tape, you're like, "Ooh." You feel it because we know why he has such a big such disdain for his father because he wasn't there to support him throughout all of high school, and now he's trying to make up for lost time. And, when and Cyborg, for his mother's death,
0: right? Right. Like he's, he's death. That one point, if you were there, she wouldn't. She wouldn't be dead. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you
2: for adding that. And just you know, crushing that, you feel it, and you you understand why he does it. And it was just
0: very powerful. Absolutely agree, Adam. What do you think?
3: Um, I thought it was very good. I, I thought there were a couple bits that didn't work. Like you I didn't really like the raids thing. I thought that was dumb. Um and I thought the in terms of the the outline of his powers, I thought it was a neat visual, but I also thought it didn't make any goddamn sense. Because like, yes, okay, maybe he can do all of those things. How does his father know? He has never True. done those things. He has never attempted to do those things. Like, Perfect. there's no reason that Silas should know everything that this alien technology is capable of doing, having now merged with a human consciousness.
0: True. He did speak with it. They probably could have phrased it more like uh, Jor-El did with, with Superman and Man of Steel. I was like, these are all things you might be able to do. I don't fucking know. Yeah. yeah. That, but he that, did that, I, I, that of confidence. That's a good yeah. point
3: um but i otherwise i thought it was really good i thought the relationship with his dad was well defined and and the backstory was good um i i, I remember thinking that he looked a little more robotic than i expected yeah he's like, like
0: except for his head he's pretty yeah. much pure robot. yeah he's
3: pretty much but uh but i thought he was good I, I thought that intro was good. I thought of, of definitely of all of the intros, his was the
0: best. Um, totally fair. Matt, what did you think?
3: Yeah,
1: I would agree. I, th- I thought it worked really well. I think they could have cut a, maybe a little bits and pieces here. Cause it, it went on for quite a while. Um, but overall I thought it was really effective. It was a great introduction to who the character was. Um, I would agree with Adam. I, th- I found the, the part where he was just describing what all of his abilities were. I was like, but like you didn't, you didn't design this like suit, like this isn't an Iron Man suit where he thought about all the things that he could put into it. Right. It just kind of happened. And it's like, well, if, if you, if you know that he has all this stuff, you're like aware enough of the technology to like understand all this, all of this abilities. You should have a much more important job than you do. Uh, so, but, but I did like the visuals, you know, when he was explaining it, like, you know, oh, all these complicated things will seem like child's play to you. And, you know, you get the visual of just like, you know he has one stack of bills and he makes it a whole bunch of like a bigger stack of bills and it's like cuz that's to him it's that simple right and it's like oh well you know we I mean, there's a little money we just add more money boom problem solved like i thought it was a very good visual representation of what his powers were even if i didn't really like how we were shown or how we were told that he hauled them but overall i thought it was i thought it was a really well done scene the in particular the the moment where silas comes in after the accident and he's told like you know, sorry, like your wife didn't survive and your son's not going to either. That was a really emotionally affecting scene for me. Um, and I thought overall, he probably had the best intro of any of the characters in this one. I, li- I like that sequence a lot.
0: I would agree. I, I did. and I think I already did agree. But one of the things that I noticed at the end of the movie that I didn't pick up on early on is that when Victor is looking at his own grave. So first of all, as far as the world is concerned, he's dead and he died in 2015 with his mother. And then his father died in 2017. There's a two-year gap where I guess his body was just, like, on a slab in Silas's apartment or house or something like that. Like, I I was kind of confused by that uh, that two-year window there. So I, um, maybe if they ever do, I mean, uh, we won't even touch on the Ray Fisher stuff because I have no idea what the hell is going on with all that kind of stuff. But right now it seems incredibly unlikely we'll get more Cyborg stuff, certainly with him. So I'm not sure what to make of of that fact. Okay, so then moving on, we kind of already talked about it, so we don't have to keep going in it. You have the largely unchanged scene with Batman recruiting the Flash. Jaga was, uh, I believe he already said it, the biggest change was that the Flash doesn't tell that dumb brunch joke. He's just immediately on board because he needs friends that fits with this version of the Flash. Okay, that's perfect. And then you have Alfred schooling Diana on how to make tea.
3: <laughs> just yeah, I, like a cute nice character good.
0: moment. Yeah, that was good. It's like, do oh, do you want some? No, 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 I just don't want to watch you fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, pretty <much. laughs> yeah, uh, Just a, like, just a great little scene with, with Jeremy Irons, because he didn't get to do that much in the original. And then you have some more Alfred stuff. You get some more stuff with Commissioner Gordon, where they're questioning whether or not um, these drawings of the Paradians are actually Batman. It felt, again, it kind of contributed to the fact that Batman feels Batman, like he has history yeah, in this history. world, where Commissioner Gordon was like he's not kidnapping people. Are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) you don't do, you don't fight crime for 20 years, then kidnap people. It just doesn't make any sense. So I, I like that he had, you felt the weight of his relationship with Batman in that one scene where he was just like, no, he gets the benefit of the doubt. He was doing good for 20 years. There's no way. I totally like that. You get, uh, another couple awkward scenes and then we'll move to, uh, by awkward scenes. I mean, where I'm now talking about the, um, The Aquaman scenes, or not Aquaman's not actually in the scene, so the Atlantis scenes, and you get more terrible Amber Heard accent. Uh, I did think it was kind of cool to see Steppenwolf wreck shop, and it was really cool to see Mira, like, rip the water out of his body, like, be a blood That was
1: so cool. That was the coolest scene
0: in the entire series, I would say.
1: Yeah, I sort of expected that to do more damage than it did. Uh, Like, he just sort of falls down, and then is fine, but super super cool uh the one sort of wondering i had about this fight was like i sort of expected steppenwolf to be at a bigger disadvantage in the water like the atlanteans kind of seemed other than that one kind of water bending move they seemed pretty weak to me <laughs> i like i you know i expected like oh this is going to be a tough fight because they're underwater they're in like the atlanteans are in their element and steppenwolf seemed to have all the same abilities that they did so I don't know that as a, as a first time uh, look at what they can do. Wasn't super impressed. Also, I guess there's some kind of conflict going on because they said, Oh, the King's not going to send more people to defend it. So individually they didn't seem that special and they can't really like get their act together to come defend it. I wasn't super impressed by them in that scene. Um, but that one individual one was super cool.
0: Yeah, for sure. It would have been, this would have been a nice, I think Aquaman would have been dramatically improved if his movie had come before Justice League. Because then, similar to when you saw like the Guardians of the Galaxy first appear in Infinity War, and it was clear that they had talked to, uh, excuse me, to James Gunn, because they got some advice on, this is how we shoot the Guardians of the Galaxy. It would have been nice if they already had what James Wan did in Aquaman, and they were like, oh, this is how you fight underwater but clearly in this one they really had no idea and it's such a small part of the movie that why would you put that much thought in it you know
1: hmm. yeah this this sort of fight for the mother box i think was the weakest of of all of them
0: yeah I would, I... yeah and then you have uh it will just keep moving on well then you have uh the scene on the roof with commissioner gordon and batman i believe that's also if i'm correct that's also where batman meets up with everybody else i'm
2: Yep. Or yeah, they were all there.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> it, was, it worked. This scene was in the Justice League. It worked there. It works here. Where the one person, the Flash, who could realistically pull off that disappearing act is the yeah, one yeah. No, the that you're supposed to. Uh, yeah, it worked before. It works again now. Good scene. Moving on. And then you have uh, the first real fight with this new Justice League against Steppenwolf. Now this was... The beats, I think, were the same from the Justice League to this one. It's obviously more uh, drawn out in this one. I thought mostly to its benefit I felt like I had a better understanding of the location that they were in, a better understanding of the physicality all that kind of stuff. Uh, The one thing, and this is going to be a new one for this little podcast here, lads I actually thought the Justice League did better Is Gas
3: Shock Horror (laughs)
0: I know you're not allowed to say that. I don't think. <laughs> but there's a scene where Batman talks to Flash, and I think, yeah, either way, they're saving people. But Flash is like, I don't know what to do in a fight. I've never been in one. I just run around and sort of push people, and uh, it's and it makes sense. No one's ever been as fast as he is. He's never fought super powerful beings before. Why well, would he ever know how to fight? And I'm sure Tiago, you remember, but for those people who haven't seen the Justice League. What Batman tells him is, just save one person. And then Flash is like, okay, then what next? And Batman's like, you'll know. And it was such like a a classic veteran hero mentoring a, a newborn hero. And that's that's the good side of Joss's writing. And it, that felt like a very joss Whedon scene, but it was also very good. And I'll be honest, I kind of missed it. Uh, Flash is a, more capable in this movie, certainly, than he was in the Joss's league. But just that little moment between the old vet and the young buck you know it's the equivalent of when Patrick Liney scores on his own team and Blake Wheeler just grabs him and is like it's okay you know yeah. it's the superhero <laughs> equivalent of that and uh though and on the whole i thought the scene was better it was kind of funny how was aquaman just hanging out outside the tunnel the entire time because as soon as they pop water he's right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but on the whole, I thought the scene was better. I did kind of miss that one beat. Tiago, what would you think of the first kind of showdown with Steppenwolf here?
2: Um, I thought, and this could be me being biased, but I didn't really miss that scene. I do agree with the point you make about, you know, Batman mentoring the young Flash. However, I just, I thought it was a little, for Justice League, it works. But in the Snyder Cut, I think what they did worked instead, where Batman was just like, you know what? You gotta. I don't even remember what he says, but um, for me, the more the more important part of that whole scene was Cyborg just, you know, unleashing and just saying, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna go in there and save my dad. Like those bastards have my father. As much as I, as as much as I am at him, I'm not gonna let him die at the hands of this, you know, wildebeest or whatever it is in his mind that he thinks. So, I thought the first inter the first showdown with Steppenwolf was pretty cool. Um, especially when Flash, like, he's nervous at the start, but then once he starts to, you know, smash a few parademons, the part where he comes back to help Wonder Woman, he tips the sword, I thought was pretty cool that they actually, you know, kept that and restored it. But also, too, in the Justice League, when Batman faces Steppenwolf in the Nightcrawler, uh, he says something along the lines of, oh, he's really big. Where where the Snyder Cut He tells Alfred, like, get the Nightcrawler, goes in and says, my turn, which I thought was way better. Yeah, Um, much better, well-mannered. Yeah, much better, well-mannered. So I thought that the first fight with him was pretty cool. I like the big showdown at the end, but we'll get to that, obviously. But the first showdown wasn't too bad. It was pretty thrilling.
0: Yeah, it just needed to, I mean, what it has to do in the story is it needs to establish that without a certain extra hero, steppenwolf is going to be too much for all these people and it didn't. yeah uh, matt what'd you think
1: i mean i think it served its role well of showing that they need superman right like superman isn't just a win more thing they like really need him um over i thought the fight was a little bland I, I don't really remember anything from it uh except for the flash's big slow-mo hero shot of helping wonder woman to not drop her sword um Which was a little unnecessary for me. I sort of assumed when she's falling, it's like, oh, no, like, I'm assuming this is some bottomless pit or something. Um, And uh, so he gets this big hero shot of, like, you know, saving the day to, you know, he tips her sword back to her. She grabs it and then she just lands on the floor and everybody's fine. I'm like, oh, like, was the sword going to break if she dropped it? It hasn't shown (laughs) to to be be particularly fragile. Uh yeah. so it was like oh that's kind of cool and then they just land afterwards I was like oh like she could have just picked it up off the ground but like okay <laughs> Um, so you know it it served its purpose but I didn't I didn't I didn't love it uh as an action scene
0: yeah certainly wasn't the, the better action scene from the movie Adam what do you think
3: yeah I'm pretty much with Matt I thought it was okay Um I like the flash moment just because like, all, all the flash stuff is cool um <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I was, and again, it did its job of saying, okay, these guy this guy is a problem for these people. Uh, I agree with you. That's a much better Batman one-liner. <laughs> if that's what it was in the original, uh, then yeah, that was, that's much improved. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, it, it's, but until we started talking about it, I was like, which scene are we talking about again? Oh yeah. That one. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. That's. Did not leave a did not leave a terribly lasting impression. Um, yeah.
0: Okay, so the, okay. since he didn't leave a terribly lasting impression, let's just move on. So then you have a scene where they they finally have a mother box. They're looking at it. Cyborg is kind of explaining some things. I kind of thought it was a is an interesting scene with Cyborg where he goes back in time, and they did, it did reminded me of uh, the original Ant Man movie where what's his dude is what's his dick is telling the 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 Story, and he's like crazy, stupid mm-hmm. fat you know, and like he's got a, he's doing the his voice, but everyone who's telling the story has to have, you know, what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Michael exactly. yeah. scene, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So so then, he's sort of talking along with his own voiceover.
0: Yeah, so yes. that's what Cyborg has to do when he's describing how the uh, Mother Box had to go through Nazi Germany, because fucking, of course, it did. Uh Everything's got to go through Nazi Germany at some point, apparently. And then they have the scene where they're sitting around the Mother Box. Uh, As thank God, as opposed to the original, you didn't have the one scene where Aquaman is sitting on the lasso of truth and calls uh, Diana hot that was uh, entirely, that was clearly Joss Whedon and and very terrible, we knew that, and then you get, uh, they're kind of talking about, I thought, uh, as opposed Uh, to in the original, it was just like, this is a crazy powerful box, let's give it a shot, in this one I thought the actual, the metaphor of, it doesn't create or destroy it just moves particles around anyone with a match could turn a house into smoke but the mother box turn smoke into a house yeah to me that was a very it was a nice clean metaphor i knew what the stakes were i knew what the mother box could do from that point onward and it made sense why they thought this thing could revive superman as opposed to the justice league where it was just like it's a crazy powerful space box worth a shot right <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and again, as a Superman fanboy, I just like the scene where they're all sitting around, the camera's in the middle, and it's it's you know panning all around, looking at everyone's faces, and and uh, Flash says, "We're all thinking it. Who's gonna be the first to say it?" And then you get that, da, and then oh, a oh, uh, cyber puts the thing. So as Matt said at the very beginning, nobody else in the movie has a theme, but they knew the importance of themes is because every time they drop the Superman one, or I guess both times they dropped it. Cause it only really comes in twice here. And then when he is alive again, uh, <laughs> it's so, so effective. Uh, did anyone else have a strong thought about that scene? Or can we move on to the next?
1: Can move I on. really liked the description of turning the smoke back into a house before that yeah. the mother box was like, okay, I understand it's bad. I know they need to stop it, but that was like, okay, I actually understand what this thing does now. Um, and it sort of it turned it turned it from a MacGuffin into like an actual plot device. So I thought I thought that scene was really good.
0: Yeah, so I agreed.
3: Yeah, Sorry. no, I, that's, that's basically how I felt about it. I thought that was a really good metaphor. Um, I remember like because you, you mentioned it earlier about Nando V movies. And I remember I didn't watch just Justice League, but I did watch his entire rewrite of Justice League. And I was uh. kind of. Uh, I had some trepidation about watching this one because I'm like I really enjoyed his story I thought his arc was brilliant and I wish they'd filmed that yeah he does and, some good rewrites um, and that was and I, I really like like his description of what he would have done with this scene I still think is the one of the way to go but uh, I, I did think for what they did this was a really good job
0: Yeah, if you want to, I mean, his videos are great, so if you want to watch it, just go watch uh, Nando B movies. He does a bunch of different rewrites and movies that were flawed, and they're usually, uh, well, I mean, of course, it depends on how you feel about how he does things, but he usually solves some problems in the originals. Credit to him. So after that, you get a couple good character scenes. You get the one with uh, Bruce and Alfred that we were talking about earlier, where he's like, you got to take it on Faith. You get a grave robbing scene, which was kind of unexpected. I think it was actually in the original too, though. Obviously, it had to be. They had to get the body somehow. But it was just more drawn out in this one, more character stuff, better character stuff. So we'll kind of fast forward, they have to break into a government facility to get to the uh, spaceship. I don't remember how they did it in the first one. I don't remember that being such a big thing. But now it's a whole deal with Silas. Is like, this: it can't possibly be contaminated, blah, blah, blah. Like It, it just lengthened the, the scene, but I, I thought it worked. In all that case, then Silas, of course, sees victory. He's like, oh, I'm going to trust that he's doing the big thing because I'm trying to get back in his good book, so I'm just going to trust my son. Just a nice character moment. I actually thought, like, for how small, not, I mean, he had a lot of screen time, but I thought that the whoever played Silas, I should look up the actor's name, I thought he did a great job. Everything, oh, that, everything he was going through, yeah, he sold the hell out of it. I thought he was amazing. Yeah, he yeah, turned he... a pretty
1: small role into something really interesting. Uh, same thing with Gordon, actually. Like, in the movie, not very much, but just felt very real. It was an interesting character.
0: Yeah, agreed. So let's yeah. get to the uh, the Superman resurrection scene, uh, where Flash has to run faster, or he has to run basically at the speed of light, and then he fucks up the timing, so then he briefly runs faster than the speed of light. And we know that because the picture then comes back out of the pond, and then that's... Even though at the time I was like, what the fuck? then Ray on you realize, oh, he just knows that he kind of has this power to turn back the clock a little bit if he needs to. So he used it there. It may be coming back later. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, they decide to bring Superman back. They bring him back. And then uh, let's just jump right into the Superman resurrection scene because it's incredible. I forget. I am borderline want to mute my microphone and listen to the scene right now. So maybe I, I will do that because in the original they do an amazing version on like the classic Superman scene where like, you think it's going to go, I mean, Matt's the music nerd here. You think it's going to be a major chord, and it ends up being a minor chord. And you're like, Oh shit, this Superman's fucked up. I forget if this version did that. So Tiago, I might get you, uh, I might ask you to talk about the Superman resurrection scene from your perspective. And I might quickly check on that myself here.
2: Certainly. Um, So what happened was once they resurrect Superman, The whole goal was to get Flash to run at the speed of light so that they could charge the Kryptonian ship and then have Superman resurrected. However, when Cyborg connects with the Codex, he starts to see a nightmare vision different than what Batman has seen. And he sees that Superman has somehow turned evil and he's holding Lois Lane, who's dead. Darkseid has his hand on Superman's shoulder And he also sees Wonder Woman dead, and she's shown to all the Amazons. Aquaman is dead, and he's shown to all the Atlanteans. And that, you know, Superman somehow is evil in the black suit, and he's upset the fact that Lois is dead. And it's just very quick. And you see (laughs) the Hollow is destroyed, too. But it just makes you think, oh, shit, like, is he seeing the future? We'll get to that later. But I thought it was really well done. Superman comes back. Obviously, he's a little shaken from you know being dead or uh, in the cry. Not a chamber, but yeah, we could just say chamber. Asleep for a little while. And when he comes back, he isn't sure what's going on around him. And it didn't make sense in Justice League why Cyborg started to act all crazy, like his system started going haywire seeing Superman. But after connecting with the Codex and seeing that nightmare vision, it makes sense as to why his... Uh, suit would shut down and want to hurt Superman or see him as a threat because we see an evil Superman in the future. So this makes more sense now. And it also was really nice to just have Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and the Flash interact and try to, you know, give their interpretation with Superman. So I thought it was much better than what we got in the Justice League version and getting to see the heroes in action, saving others around them when Superman started to fight them. Um, especially with that flash uh, slow-mo scene. I know too many slow-mos, but it was really good. Um, I thought it was well thought out and a pivotal scene in the movie. Matt or Adam, what did you guys think?
1: I was kind of confused as to why Superman was evil. Uh, Unless I missed something, I don't really know why that happened. Um, It made for what I thought was a very nice moment at the end when Lois comes down and kind of Snaps him out of it, you know. Like no one can really do that until she shows up, and then he realizes that he's himself again. That was a really nice moment. Um, but I, I was sort of confused as to why he was suddenly evil. Um, I thought there was a cool, there was a, a couple nice moments in the in the fight, though. Like you know, when the Flash is running by and he sees Superman's eyes turn at what would basically be like lightning speed. Um, yeah. And he has, he's like, oh crap, like. He's just as fast as me. Like, I I don't really know how to fight. Like, I think I'm in trouble here. That was really cool. Um, I, For me, it was one of the better fight scenes. I just didn't... I was confused as to why it was happening. Unless it was kind of just a, a dramatic um, uh, tool to get the moment with Lois at the end. Um, but I thought it was a good fight. I was just a little confused as to, to why it was happening. So yeah, I,
3: was I, I was in the same boat. I was also not super...
0: Oh, did we lose Adam there? I can't hear him. If anyone else can hear him, no. While he's, uh, I think we lost Adam there. But while, uh, while he comes back, I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure he'll be back in a second. So I just listened to the two versions, and uh, sure enough, in the in the Snyder cut, it's just like kind of there's just the generic. It's what we talked about earlier. It's not a bad score, but it's a boring score. So they just play the generic score the entire time in the original version in the justice league again. So points there and points to Danny Elfman when Superman comes back and like, he's just kind of looking around and you're not sure if this is fine. It does the da 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 da, 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 da. like it, it goes, I can't do the notes, but it does the yeah, minor cool. instead of the major. So you're just like, oh, something's very wrong here. And you get it from the musical cue, which the Snyder cut, has literally none of them, so... Future Simon again. Here we had another audio glitch. I kind of tried to play it off, um, but Adam dropped out of the call, and we had to wait until he got back in. So if you're wondering why we sound a little bit different on the other side, that's why. Here you go. Part 2 coming at you. But yeah, Matt, I think last week when oh, we were doing our episode about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, when I was hyping up this week's episode with Justice League, or the Snyder Cut, I should say, I said it had one of the coolest parts of any superhero movie that I'd ever seen. It was mm-hmm. in the original version. It's in this one. You, you totally nailed it. It's the scene where Flash is running at Superman and you see the eyes. The second his eyes move, that's such a brilliant little superhero moment. It's like, oh, shit. Like, Diana's fast, but she's not Superman fast, clearly. And the fact that Superman can track Flash in super speed and the the terror and confusion on uh, Flash's face is... Like pure chef's kiss, amazing, amazing um, superhero stuff. And I particularly like—I mean, this scene I think is, aside from the music, which we just talked about, is vastly improved. From the Justice League, because in the original, Batman had a bunch of one-liners, which I'm yeah. very happy he doesn't. Like I, I forget I'm how. He dealt with the, <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: so I mean, actually, there was that quote from Zack Snyder, I think, in the in the papers a couple days ago, if not. Um, on the papers who says that online in the last few days about why he removed the whole uh, Superman asking Batman, do you bleed? And the, Zack Snyder's exact quote was because it makes no fucking sense.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, It's
0: kind of funny to hear him just rail on, uh, on the Whedon cut, um, which was, I'll be honest, kind of a little bit satisfying, but also, I mean, can you imagine how frustrating it would be for Zack to have this idea in his head the entire time? And everyone thought that that this was the version of Justice League that existed. Yeah. So yeah, totally get it. They uh they handle it very very differently this time. Yeah. And then he throws Batman up against a car, and Batman says, "Yeah, something's definitely bleeding." And it's just cringy. And then eventually, as in the previous one, Lois shows up and talks uh, Superman wow. out of any deranged ideas he may have. I do want to give a little shout out to. Um, a very woke movement in Hollywood in these movies because Amy Adams is nine years older than Henry Cavill. And usually you see the age gap the other way. So snaps for being a little bit different. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to give them credit wherever I can. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a good version of yeah, well, you were focused on here. I think in the original, Steppenwolf just like took the mother box no problem. And it's not different it's not that different here. Um, but yeah, it's like, oh, you were distracted by this. You took your eyes off the prize. And now he's got the thing that's going to destroy everything. You're done fucked up. Yeah. So I, I still appreciate that either way. There's no extended, uh, to my knowledge, there's no like extended, extended scene on uh, in the Kent farms in the Justice League. Those were fine. It's We've said it before. We'll say it again. And it would be ironic if I, uh, it would be ironic for me to keep saying it, but I'm going to say it one more time and then I think we can stop. It could have been cut. You know, you could have yeah. done a little a little bit of trimming, um, but at this point, 90 minutes in, who are we to talk about going too long? Anyway, so... <laughs> then, then, you have, then you have your, like, final preparation scene. I believe uh, the scene... I don't think... I don't remember what happens to Silas in the Justice League, but in this, uh, like, he looks
4: like he's... He kind of
0: off. Yeah, he, he kind of just disappears. In this, it's very clear he sacrificed himself. You're not sure why at the time Was he dumb enough to try and destroy the mother box? No, he would have known that he was marking it because he knew they would be able to find it. Or at least he knew that uh, that cyborg would be able to find it. So I thought that was smart. They realized that, I mean, they think Superman at this point is a non-entity. He just kind of fucks off like white vision at the end of uh, WandaVision. And no one knows where he is, but they still got to go fight him and got to risk it for the biscuit anyway. So, yeah, off they uh, off they go. There's a couple other scenes there, but unless there's something you guys are are burning to talk about, I think we can just move on and just skip past the Clark Farm scene.
2: Yeah, I, it was yeah. just a nice addition to see Clark reunited with his mother and with Lois. Um, it was a good character moment for sure.
0: Yeah, good character moment, bit long, but then the really good character moment for Superman is is later on. I think we could all agree this was a standout. When he gets to his Kryptonian ship and he's yeah. walking through and he sees both all the suits, he sees uh, he sees Zod's suit, he sees his original suit, and then kind of at the end of the road he gets to see the black suit, the regeneration suit, um, because of course he's coming back from the dead. It's not explained in the movie, but I, correct me if I'm wrong, Tiago, but in the comics, the reason he wears the black suit is because it absorbs radiation better, and that's why okay. the very first thing he does is he flies up to the sun. Right, to just get all that sweet, sweet solar variation and, and keep his regeneration process going. But you I nailed mean, it. Yeah. So it's not surprising that Josh totally fumbled. Josh, Josh, yeah. I should say, totally, what a fucking name, totally fumbled uh, yeah. the dad scene because he didn't direct Man of Steel. And this is such a clear through line from Man of Steel the two lads, mo- the two lads, the two dads moment. Um. But Zach nails it he he gets the two dads thing exactly correct he gets you know them talking superman's ear the advice that they give him um i didn't i thought the two dads was one of the better parts of man of steel to be mm-hmm. honest i think that part entirely worked i didn't even mind when uh, jonathan was like i don't know if you should let him die i don't fucking know i've never been an alien for a kid before damn bro yeah. uh i thought that was quite real and then of course one of my favorite hero themes of all time maybe my favorite hero theme of all time because it's genuine like on my uh, on my spotify playlist on the reg is flight from han zimmer the first same. flying scene from man of steel it's used to perfection here it uh, gave me goosebumps the first time it gave me goosebumps the second time tiago what'd you think of superman's proper return
2: uh it was a fucking home run it was fantastic same with you simon gave me goosebumps and when i left the theater watching man of steel i said you know what I believe that I can, you know, fly, and I wanted to be Superman. And seeing that entire scene in the Snyder Cut, hearing the theme, wonderful. It made me realize why I love Superman more as an adult than I did as a kid. And it was just well done.
0: I do want to, uh, before I get Adam and Matt's opinion, I do want to shout out. There's a, a great podcast by a fantastic. Uh, uh, movie commentator Dan Merle. He used to do a lot of the stuff with uh, Screen Junkies before he left. Now he's doing his own thing good for him. He just did a podcast on Man of Steel, and he actually knew a bunch of like insider information that I didn't know, and including he played some clips. And so some one of the things was they knew they got Henry Cavill right when he put on the suit and it didn't feel like a cosplayer just like wearing a super suit, like wearing a costume. Like, he... Both Zack Snyder and then they had a quote from Henry Cavill knew that something special happened when he put on the suit. He became the character in a very special way. And that's why I think that even though it looks like I think the the line from a few weeks ago was this is a narrative cul-de-sac, I think there's still a real thirst to see Cavill have his own Superman movie. And then again, to quote my, uh, my boy Dan Merle in that, fant- it's called uh, All My Movies is the podcast title where he just goes through his movies and tells stories about them. Um, but he makes a really good comparison and that was similar to ross and rachel in friends and uh it works in a lot of other different things too the writers of the superman movies the modern ones they know how to write becoming superman they know how to write conflict with being a superman they know how to write dying and then returning a superman Yep. apparently they don't know how to write being fucking superman and that's i think the movie
4: <laughs> that we
0: need to see it's like it's the same thing in ross and rachel they're either apart and that's great they want to be back together or they're together and they're falling apart they know how to write both of those they don't know how to write a successful relationship i clearly Zack snyder has no idea i like him I, I, we already know that he's yep. got no idea how to write a regular ass superman movie
2: yeah but we, need, I
0: think... we need one with
2: just henry cavill ass superman
0: Henry Cavill just, just being Superman get another writer in there get another director in there similar to I think Shazam Superman should have the tone of of Shazam where it's just it's just full of heart it's a character that should be full of heart and I I am put me firmly on the train of of wanting Cavill to return for that type of Superman movie
2: I'm on board yeah
3: But uh, after I my don't. 10 minute
0: rant Adam, <laughs> yeah, what do you think
3: I think Henry Cavill is a terrible choice as Superman Really? Yeah. Well, actually let me let me back that statement up a tiny bit. I think Henry Cavill is a terrible choice for the Superman movie you are describing because the Superman movie you are describing would be wonderful and does not belong in this universe. No. Agreed. No. Um yeah. and and for that reason I don't want Henry Cavill in it. <laughs> uh I think Henry Cavill is perfectly fine as Superman in the DCEU. Uh, but the movie you are describing, I would absolutely love to see. But uh, it, it shouldn't be him in the suit.
0: If they are going in the direction of injustice, like Henry Cavill's angry Superman glare, is perfect. second to none. Yep,
3: perfect, yeah. for, mm-hmm. that. perfect for that.
0: Absolutely perfect for us. But uh, um, yeah, well, Adam, just give us before I move on to Matt. Just give us your opinion on the actual like black suit Superman return.
3: So I didn't get that either because I, I didn't know the context of the I'm like, why is he picking the black suit? But the radiation thing, I'm like, OK, that makes sense. And then, yeah, they do the shot of him going up to the the sun. I'm like, yeah, that, that everybody knows that he's powered by the sun. That is all fine. And then all of that is good. I think the and I think this is the next scene. One of the things and there's a lot of scenes that we've sort of mentioned so far that could have been cut for time. The one that you could cut entirely is him going to see Alfred. Not necessary. Just have him show up and and be the hero. Just skip
0: right to that. We know he's coming. And it's only like a four-second scene anyway, so it's just like it didn't really do anything. He didn't really learn anything. He just showed up, and for a split second, Alfred was like, am I about to die here? Oh, no, I'm not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's Alfred.
0: Matt, what did you think of the uh, Superman return?
1: Uh, it was good. I got to say, I'm generally not a big fan of Superman, but I thought like the shot of him flying up and, and sort of absorbing the sun, I thought it was pretty cool. I was also a little bit confused by the black suit thing. I'm like, uh, maybe it's some sort of like he was dead. So now we're wearing black or, you know, I'm glad that there's an actual explanation behind it. and not. And I assumed it was a little bit more than that, but I but I didn't know what it was until now. So that's good to know. Um, i like the callback of the the rocks like floating around his fists as he's like getting ready to launch up um and oh, I, yeah, and i like i great. like the yeah and i like the two dads voiceover that that to me is like the most interesting thing about superman it's sort of like the push and pull between um being like alien and 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 kind of a simple human that to me is the most interesting thing about superman so i, I like that scene i'm not normally a big fan of superman but when it leans into that side of him i like him more
0: Yep. And uh, I think, again, Jago correct me if I'm wrong, but but you, re- you referenced the mullet, and it's basically because in the comics, the death of Superman scene, when he came back, there was the whole three Supermans, which obviously they didn't do in this movie, and I'm totally fine with that, but when he came back, he wore a black suit, and he had a pretty sweet mullet.
2: Yeah, and a
1: beard.
0: <laughs> and a beard, yeah. And we know Cavill can grow a beard. He can definitely grow a mustache, so we know yeah. he can grow a great beard.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's maybe uh... the biggest thing that I dislike about Henry Cavalo's Superman is that man wears facial hair like f- a fucking Superman and, but he has to be clean shaven to be Superman
0: yeah it's a it's a it's a darn shame although we did get a little bit of like gruff Batman in this movie which we haven't really had before Batman's usually pretty clean shaven so that was kind of cool to see okay so moving on from there uh, the final battle I think we can just agree that it's largely improved because it's not in like generic Russian-y town um flash isn't on you know they're not reacting to man of steel slash the sokovia accords where it's just like there can be no civilians around they already established he's in an abandoned nuclear reactor it's the only place that could contain the type of heat that the uh that the mother boxes are creating so that part totally worked and then again they all clearly have their roles like you know you knew what was going in Diana and Arthur, they're just going to be fighting the parademons. Batman is going to be trying to take out the snipers because Flash needs to be going insanely fucking fast to generate the type of power needed to get the Mother Boxes going. And they're doing this plan because, again, they're not counting on Superman coming. So that was largely, I guess, the case in the original. But Flash, I feel like, was just on evacuation duty in the Justice League, whereas now he's actually got something to do. And I just kind of felt the movie had more time to establish where the fight was happening, what was happening. And also it's just the classic thing, you know, they need to establish that they need Superman. So Steppenwolf is kind of going to one by one prove that, okay, it's great that they're working together, but even then without the extra help of a Kryptonian, he's still too much. I thought that the scene pretty much did everything it needed to. Tiago, what'd you think?
2: Yeah, I thought I I agree with you, Simon. It really did um show the ensemble. It it showed it showcased it really well. I like that Superman came in and again we know why in the first fight, why things didn't go so well against Steppenwolf was because they needed Superman and it clearly showcased that in the final battle, along with Flash playing that pivotal role of, you know, making sure that they can go back so that they don't have to um you know, continue to get thwarted by Steppenwolf. Um, And everyone played their part well. Um, Batman was badass. Wonder Woman was pretty badass. Same with Aquaman and Cyborg. And I loved the ending part of the battle where Wonder Woman cut off Steppenwolf's head and then the boom tube opens up and Steppenwolf's, you know, decapitated head rolls in and we see Darkseid looking at them And the entire Justice League is together looking back at him saying, like, yeah, bring Bring it
3: on, bitch. bitch." Yeah. (laughs) What a
2: great moment. And Darkseid, we finally get to see him saying, fine, I'll do things my way. I'll do it my own way. Therefore, setting up, probably not. But hopefully, hopefully, Justice League 2, where then uh, the Justice League would then, you know, confront Darkseid and his armada.
0: Yeah, I didn't even touch on it, but you're totally right, because, you know, we may as well combine them. Superman comes back. In the original, he had the insanely cheesy line of, I'm a big fan of uh, truth, and I'm also a big fan of justice. Yeah, so it's like, oh my god. Like, Joss seemed to have thought that Zack's Superman was too dour, and then he thought he would restore the happy-go-lucky Superman after he got revived but when this guy got revived it felt like the same superman it was before he still has kind of a cheesy line where he says not impressed and then he freezes the uh the axe and just destroys it which was kind of cool and then oh my god did he beat the ever-loving shit
4: Yeah,
0: i kind of would have like as much as i i love the fact that superman is overpowered it's kind of a key part of the character i thought that maybe steppenwolf should have put up a bit more of a fight like it was all of them combined versus superman barely trying was enough to absolutely obliterate steppenwolf and again all the scenes of like i think after superman first shows up and then like punches steppenwolf you can see him like rising up with the eyes glowing in the background it's like oh yeah this is the superman that we were hoping for um but yeah the superman's returning scene is fantastic uh matt what'd you think of the general fight including uh sure we'll go with the superman returning as well
1: um the the end event i think was my favorite part the shot of Darkseid stepping on wolf's stefan Wolf step Wolf's. there we go severed head was super cool like ah oh, my son you have disappointed me okay you know i'll do it myself sort of that thanos moment um that was really cool uh i liked superman superman's arrival in the fight better than i thought i would uh my problem with superman is always that yeah he's overpowered so he shows up and it's like oh okay well you know fight's done you know he's just, you know he's like a tension black hole um but i i thought it actually did a good job of making superman look cool and not making the other people look weak which mm-hmm. tends, i f- find is usually the problem um so i, ac- I actually like that ending bit to it uh the one the the main problem i had with the fight leading up to that uh, was probably Aquaman. um, And that I really wanted him to do some cool water shit and it just didn't happen. Like his kind of uh, his sort of big chunk of the, the action set piece was him flying through the air uh, and there's no water to be seen in any of it. I was, you know, I, I felt like they could have just placed it, next to a lake or a river right and you know then at some point superman knocks steppenwolf into the water and now aquaman has his like oh like you're in trouble now like now i get you know here's my time to shine uh moment i kept waiting for that and it just never came so i feel like aquaman was kind of wasted in it which is too bad because i i really like jason momoa the character is interesting but he just never got his chance to really do the aquaman thing um but other than that i thought i thought the fight was pretty cool i uh, yeah, I, I liked it better than i thought i would sure.
0: yeah uh, adam i want your opinion now that when when tiago uh and uh, i know you're doing it because it's time but you did jump off the false ending to the movie so i want to touch on that separately after this but adam just purely speaking about the fight stuff and the superman return what do you think about that because i want to talk about the flash ending uh afterward
3: oh yeah um yeah, no, I thought the fight was good. I agree with Matt. I wish Aquaman had had more to do um, besides just, you know, get thrown around by the others. Um, I, I also agree with what either you or Tiago said, where it was like. This this was like, I, I think Superman tipped the scale too much. Like, I think I, I think it definitely it definitely went from. Oh, my God, we're going to lose again to oh, we win now. And I think it would have been better of, oh, we might win now. You know, and it's it's just, it was, I yeah, think...
0: It's the classic movie thing. I think I know what you're saying. Sorry to interrupt you. But it was just like, we were definitely going to lose. And now it's a fair fight is kind of yeah. how you want it to be to be satisfying. But it was, we're definitely going to lose To We're definitely going to win.
3: Yeah. And I thought that was that was some bullshit. Um, and I think, yeah. So I, I don't think... Superman sort of needed to be that overpowered relative to Steppenwolf, especially since we saw the other five of them um, more or less fending him off earlier in the movie. Um, so it's it's weird to go, okay, they can all beat Steppen, or Steppenwolf can basically take them and they can like kind of deal with Superman, so Superman v. Steppenwolf should be more or less a fair fight. And it wasn't at all and as matt said he's basically a tension black hole um so I, i didn't like that part but other than that i thought the i thought the fight was pretty good um i didn't like i thought like you got to see everybody but aquaman sort of got to show off what they could do which was nice you got to see batman you know wielding alien gunfire which was neat and diana doing most of the actual fighting which was appropriate um so yeah, no, I was, I was a fan of the fight scene. I thought it was a good culmination, except for the fact that I think Superman tipped the scales too much.
0: Yeah, totally agreed. So one of my favorite choices in this movie, because again, in the previous one, Superman meets up with uh, Cyborg as he's trying to pull the mother boxes apart. He does not go inside the mother boxes, but he meets up with Cyborg and Cyborg says, or right, Superman says, I'm not ready to die again. And then Cyborg's like, neither am I. And there's the implication is that it's risky because the mother boxes are going to explode big time when they're separated. That doesn't come up here at all. And that the big problem is that a flash has been while the fight's been going on, been running insanely fucking fast to try and generate the level of charge they'll need to get cyborg jacked into the mother boxes. I thought that was good because it was like, there's was a time crunch flash can only maintain this level of speed for so long. And then I think I saw like the DC uh, movies fan page on Facebook posted like an appreciation tweet for gary the parademon who was able to snipe flash (laughs) yeah so good but you know (laughs) what i thought it was a very bold and interesting choice to be like they they totally fucking lost and then flash has to do flash things we didn't even talk about his dad i thought all the scenes with his dad were pretty good um But you know, his dad told him, "Make your own future." And then, sure enough, that's what flashes at the end. They do the the callback from him pulling the picture back. He runs faster than the speed of light, pulls back time, and then does give them a chance to uh, to to save the world. I thought that was actually a really well done and, and something I didn't see coming. And especially again, the Flash in the original is pushing trucks and evacuating Russians. Flash in this one. Saved the fucking world. <laughs> it's not even close yeah. to how much more important he was in this movie. So uh, yeah, I mean, Tiago, what do you think on the new ending? But I thought it was fantastic.
2: Thought it was fantastic. Uh, no way to compare. Yeah, saving a few, saving a family and a few Russians compared to saving the whole damn world. So much better. And yeah, I thought it was really well done. Um, again, really great to see the dark side at the end. Um, but yeah, there was. It was really well done i don't really have much to add
0: yeah adam and mac real quick uh maybe matt first what did you think of the new ending
1: um i guess I the liked only it. ending for you yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i liked it i i kind of like that someone besides like superman or batman uh was sort of like you know the big hero that saved the day kind of thing you superman would have been a little bit too predictable batman might have been unbelievable because he's not really all that powered up um so it was it was kind of cool to see the flash do that and uh you know i liked the little character bits where i forget what he was actually saying now but i remember really liking it when he's talking to himself oh no i remember he was like talking to his dad about how like hey like your son did it he was one of the very best as he's like sprinting through literal time to save the world um it, it was a really nice character moment in what was sort of a grand scale apocalyptic event um I I thought it worked really well. I liked it a lot.
0: It worked. I mean, sorry to interrupt what I'm, because I want to go to Adam next, but even though we didn't touch on it, the stuff with the dad was so good because you felt a genuine connection between the two of them. The Flash is going into criminal justice to prove that his dad's innocent, but his dad loves his son so much that he's like, look, I'm just going to be an anchor on your life. You got to stop coming. And so it's just like, there was such a genuine connection between them that for, for Flash to be thinking of his dad's words, when he was ah. going through all that kind of stuff, and it helped push him forward, I thought was was particularly powerful. Adam, yeah. what you think?
3: I thought it was good. I thought it was I like I think it could have been handled better. I like the idea that you know they've got this plan. Something goes wrong, and Barry has to do the thing that always ruins the Flash and turn back time. Because like whenever that happens, it goes <laughs> poorly for Barry. That that is the rule of Flash comics and media. If he turns <laughs> back time, it ends badly. It's so um, true. But like I thought, it was the the shit with cyborg. It was just way too drawn out. Like it should have just been, and and it should have just been like if they wanted to do the 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 parademon getting the luckiest shot in the world. Fine, I'm I'm totally cool with that. But they drew it out way too long. It should have been he runs around, he runs around, he runs around. And then cyborg's ready. He's gonna do it. Bam! He gets shot, and then everything goes to hell. Like they spent probably five minutes on that, and it could have been thirty seconds. Uh, to quote uh,
0: someone that I saw online, I don't remember who it was, the Topher Grace cut, because he famously cut together the uh, <laughs> Star Wars prequels to make a good movie. The Topher Grace cut that's probably gonna come in at about three hours of this movie will be the best version of this movie of, of all of them. I yeah. firmly believe that. There is a lot of gratuitous stuff in
3: this movie. Yeah. But I no, I thought it was pretty good. I thought that was I thought that was a fine way to do it. Um and I think actually very very briefly just to go back to the the thing about superman again that all it's funny that this is it whoa what was that
2: that was just me coughing sorry
3: okay (laughs) (laughs) it's funny that this was the snyder cut because that almost felt like a joss whedon thing like that's the hulk moment right at the end of avengers when the the hulk shows up and it's like oh now they win because the hulk's here Mm -hmm. like and that's okay in a sort of more goofy movie but in the dark one they should have just still gotten the shit kicked out of them um or like if superman breaks the axe steppenwolf should be like and now i unleash my true power like dragon ball z um and that and we should add something like that but i i as as, as far as the flash thing goes totally on board just needed to be shorter
0: Agreed. So speaking of shorter, we're going to wind down here. There was, I mean, it wasn't quite Return of the King level, but there were a lot of endings to this movie. So each character kind of had their own character ending. You know, Superman has his ending. Uh, Batman gets to i have his version of the Inception line. I bought the airline. It seemed neater. How'd you get the house back? He could have bought the house. Like, that would have been just as easy. He didn't need to buy the fucking bank, but he's Batman and it's funny. So we bought the bank. Also, Lois is clearly pregnant in this finale. Uh, they're wearing yeah. in a bassinet, and Super and uh, Batman congratulates them. So that's something new that we'll probably see never go anywhere. Uh, you get to see and they all have their individual endings. They're all fine, um, but I think that what we need to talk about. So the the Jesse Eisenberg scene, sure, it was okay. It was better in this one than it was in the original one, but. I don't think that's what we need to spend our final moments talking about. We need to spend our final moments talking about the nightmare scene night with a K oh. uh, because this was very new and exciting. Again, it had fucking British Mira for fuck's sake, but you have a Batman a cyborg uh, death stroke. And of course the return of Jared Leto's Joker. Joker are now in the future. It's, it feels very injustice because correct me if I'm wrong, those of you who have read the injustice comics, um, I believe it starts when the Joker murders uh, Lois Lane, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, then, the, and then I believe Superman promptly murders the Joker. So already yeah. it's slightly different, and Darkseid's not involved, whereas he clearly is involved there. So they're kind of doing a mix of Darkseid mixed with Injustice. Some characters are dead. Diana's dead. We saw her in the uh, in the flashback scene. She was dead. It seems like Arthur's dead. I believe one of them comments on that. Um, yep. So
2: we saw it and- in Cyborg's nightmare
0: vision. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. We t- we totally did see it there. So then Batman has an extended sequence of talking to the Joker. Um, I thought that was actually pretty good. This is the best Jared Leto's Joker has looked. That's not even a controversial take. I think that even no, Jared Leto would agree with that. Pretty
2: well faded, yeah. Uh,
0: but I did like again. If you're gonna have Batman breaking his kill rule, this is where it felt the most appropriate when he's like, as I felt harley quinn dying she made me to swear that i would kill you and don't get me wrong i will fucking kill you and it was like oh so this is the batman that we've got so like that was all i thought it was pretty well done quite long no shit but uh but super interesting and kind of a shame that it'll most likely never go anywhere because again when superman lands at the end you think oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so tiago again i'll go to you uh first for the final time here what did we even talk about Martian Manhunter? He was we did there. not going neat. He was he was there and there. did not need to be. Yeah, at like all. it It almost at the first time I saw him, I was like, that was kind of cool. And then I realized, why were you helping this whole time? You were there in Man <laughs> of Steel. And why, and why were you
3: pretending to be Martha doing a thing that Martha would totally have done?
0: Yeah, that, um, yeah, yeah.
1: It's one thing if you come in at the end and like, oh, after seeing that, I think I need to help. But to have been there the whole time because they're like, they need help. I'm not going to give it to them, though. I'm going to let Lois Lane help them. That's the help they need. Also, like, well, interesting
2: Interesting tidbit. Zack Snyder initially wanted that last scene where Bruce talks to Martian Manhunter. He wanted to be Jon Stewart of the Green Lanterns. And oh, Bruce okay. was going to be John Stewart. But Warner Brothers said, no, we don't want that. So he said, okay, well, I will put Martian Manhunter instead and reveal that um you know, General Swanwick was Martian Manhunter this whole time.
0: Yeah, they should have cut it if it wasn't John Stewart. <laughs> yeah. I Anyhow. didn't think it out of much. But sorry, yeah, was, Matt, you were talking and also what no, did you think of that? No, night? no, I was done. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um,
2: I thought it was I thought the nightmare ending scene was pretty damn awesome. Um really great to see Batman and Joker.
0: Hello folks, Future Simon here, one final time. I have no idea what the fuck's going on with Tiago's voice here. It just randomly got a baritone, but Fucking
2: way she goes, eh? Talking to one another because um, Snyder said that he wanted, if, if he doesn't get to continue his films, very big chance it doesn't happen. Small chance it does happen. Here's hoping it does, as I said before. But to have them interact with one another, I thought was pretty damn cool. Uh, especially, you know, when Batman says to him, him that, you know, as Harley Quinn laid dying in my arms, as you said, Simon, that was really awesome. And just that unleashing the true anger in him that he really wants to end the joker it's like whoa that was pretty fucking crazy and i like the little jab where deathstroke says to batman you still think it was a good idea to bring him along and then batman responds with what do you think so showing that against all odds in this nightmare version they have to team up with whoever they can find because they need to stop superman and that was where zack snyder wanted to go with justice league two and three um, you know, setting up the whole nightmare version, or vision, sorry, and uh, just exploring how it came to be, uh, we could talk about that another time if you guys wanted to, but I thought that it was really cool that we got to see that, and at the ending where Bruce talks to Martian Manhunter, uh, I thought was pretty interesting, because we never got, we never got to see Martian Manhunter in, on a film before, and just to have that was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really good.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we'll kind of move into final thoughts. I think last week, I can't not address it because I hyped it up last week. I said I have my insanely hot take, if you guys recall. And mm-hmm. that hot take is I kind of thought this four-hour version of a movie was a better use of time than some of the Marvel movies having those sort of lackluster intro ones. And again, I'm going to pick on Ant-Man. Not that I think Ant-Man's a particularly bad movie, but if he was going to show up... Just picking it on the small guy, huh? I am just picking up small, <laughs> but like a lot of their a lot of their characters, um, especially in so Ant Man, I would say uh, I kind of Captain Marvel, honestly. Although I know they wanted their female superhero movie, and like even Doctor Strange, I didn't think the movie itself was like that great. I kind of think that if they were gonna do, and I know Infinity War and uh, Endgame were insanely long already, but rather than having to sit through a two-hour movie that's like okay to good i thought it was a better use of time like if you're setting up the flash and cyborg which are huge characters that are the equivalent i thought it was actually a better use of time to just have a very long uh main movie where they have like an intro that you kind of catch up on everything you need to catch up on right like after this i was like this was a better use of my time to catch up on two major movies than it was watching some of those you know sort of middle of the road marvel movies so that's my my steaming hot take that i actually I, I kind of loved this four-hour version of the movie because it it combined a bunch of movies that I didn't need to see. I also liked how they didn't follow the early 2000s uh, young adult fiction trope where they had a part one and a part two because that's easily you know the thing that you're tempted by. So in the future, if they decided not necessarily to restore the Snyderverse to completion because clearly they're going in different directions right now, but I would easily pay like a decent amount of money you know like 30 plus dollars like the equivalent of two movie tickets to see uh the justice uh, to see justice league 2 if it's another four hour version it just does his complete like injustice nightmare movie i don't want it to be split up into individual movies i don't think that's the way to go anymore and i don't want it to be split up into part one and part two i kind of liked having everything in this one big chunk or or do like a mini series i guess would be the other option but after seeing this I don't want to go back to you know like three out of five mediocre character intro movies i'm just i'm just kind of bored with it after i know that this is what it can happen
1: agreed agreed yep i I kind of disagree actually i was every time they introduced a character i felt it just kind of brought the movie to a screeching halt uh and some of the like cyborgs introduction i thought was done very well i liked that sequence um I was confused with everything about Aquaman until like two thirds of the way through the movie. Um, like I, I, I looked it up to double check cause I'm like, Oh, maybe I, maybe it's just cause I didn't watch Aquaman. And it's like, Nope, this is, this is the introduction to him. Um, so I, 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 I understand that like not all the Marvel, like one offs for intros have been good, but I think just because it's been done. Okay. Ish somewhere else doesn't necessarily mean that that's the wrong way to do it um because yeah i i was i felt very unclear about lots of the characters uh in their introductions and wanted them to have more of an introduction because i didn't really know that much about them and i kind of wanted to know more so i i think overall it worked okay but i think i'd still rather have a longer intro to each of the characters before they're brought in whether that's their own movie or um you know a, a tv series or or whatever but yeah i think it worked okay but i i'd probably still rather get a little bit more about each character before they kind of have their their big team up moment
0: interesting i kind of would like to see like i still want the individual movies but i would probably want them after like in the same way that now we're apparently what we were gonna get a flash movie and a cyborg movie like now we've been introduced to them whereas well I've already said my piece, and we've been going for over two hours. You guys kind of get it. Do you have any anyone any hot takes, anyone any uh, any steaming hot final thoughts before we wrap up here? Tiago, we'll go first. Um,
2: well, one wish that I have is I hope that they release this on Blu-ray because I'm going to buy the fucking shit out of it. Uh, <laughs> number two, um, I seriously, hot take, I seriously think, before I thought that the Snyder Cut could come out, and now it has, I seriously think that, the Snyder Cut may not be, the Snyderverse may not be restored, but I think that eventually if the numbers for, you know, viewing on streaming services continue to, you know, show that they're kicking ass, which as we know, I don't know if you guys know, but I just read this today, Justice League is now the most streamed movie on Crave, beating Game of Thrones and Wonder Woman 1984, Um, if the numbers continue to do well and go up and, you know, there's a lot of Everyone seems to really like the movie for the most part. I think that they will make a Justice League 2. That's my hot take. That may not come in a year's time, two years, but I definitely think that they will give Zack Snyder another chance to say, hey, Justice League 2, here you go.
0: There's enough there. And I think that he kind of redeemed a lot of stuff, including I really want to see where this Batman arc is going. I know we're going to get Robert Pattinson Batman. I'm excited for that movie. But this is a version of Batman we've, we've literally never seen on screen before. So it's kind of new and exciting in in that way. Uh, Adam, do you have any steaming hot takes? Uh, Not
3: particularly. It's just, you know, good movie. Uh, I think I come down more on Matt side of, I'd rather have the individual ones first, but I also would rather they didn't basically do it like Marvel phase one did where they weren't really building to a movie. Like it, it wasn't, they're not all setting up, uh, this uh, combination picture—they all hold up on their own. Yeah, which for the most part, all of Marvel Phase One did. Um, so, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, it was good. I'm, I, I did not consider it a waste of four hours. I agree with what you said. I think a three-hour cut would basically be perfect. Um, and it's—it's everything. I haven't seen the uh, Justice League, but everything I've heard suggests that this was the. A uh, much better product, definitely.
0: Matt, closes yeah. out here. What are your final thoughts?
1: Yeah, uh, I did just want to add one more comment on the introducing characters in their own movies versus how they did it in this. I think it it definitely could work, and I would be totally okay with having the characters introduced in the team up movie if they didn't come along with all their side characters um, and sort of uh, lore baggage, where you just sort of feel like you're missing out on. Something, you know, if if we get the introduction to the character and it's like, oh, they're pretty cool. I want to learn more. And then we get their own movie where this I sort of felt like it was like, this guy seems cool, but I'm confused about all the other people. Um, so I think I think it could work. It just I think they brought maybe bought just even a little bit too much extra stuff into this one, um, if that's possible. But uh I I may have a hot take in that I hated the entire epilogue. <laughs>
0: oh, even um, the nightmare. Oh,
1: Oh. Oh, that was the worst fucking part of the movie for me. I Sorry. Stand yes. It.
3: I meant to say that. Totally on Matt's team. Yeah.
1: Totally on I Matt's team. I thought the whole like climax of the movie, I thought wrapped up pretty well. They had their big hero shot standing on the wall. I'm like, "All right, this is pretty cool." And then I thought everything after that was completely unnecessary. Um the the, the nightmare sequence I was I was confused but intrigued. I'm like, "Okay, I sort of thought this was done, but now we're starting this whole other thing. Okay, sure. Um and then at the end it was a fucking dream, so none of it matters any not even like a vision. So we're like setting something up. It was a dream. So whatever we saw was completely irrelevant to the story. Uh I that was the only point in the movie where I was like, fuck this. Uh there was moments in it that I liked. Um I liked the camera work on the Joker where it could never quite focus and it was always kind of moving around that was cool that made him look cool Um, I still hate his laugh and not in like a you know like oh I want to see him like oh I I don't like this guy I want to see him lose it's just it's just annoying Um, and I did like the moment where Batman says like and I'm gonna fucking kill you where it's like he hasn't talked about he hasn't talked that way about anyone else so you know when he does that it's personal um but yeah, I felt like it was trying to that and the Lex Luthor scene with Deathstroke felt like they were, you know, they're trying to like set something up like, ooh, look what's coming. It's like, I don't care about like a bald rich guy on a boat and like the Joker doing some arson after we just after <laughs> you've just finished up setting setting up dark side and like the end of the <laughs> fucking world. I don't care about Joker, like stirring up crime and Gotham after that, like that is very low stakes. So I, I felt like it kind of cut the feet out of the movie to end on something that's much smaller scale than what we just finished and what we just finished setting up. Uh, so yeah, I was not a fan at all of the whole epilogue and the Martian Manhunter thing. As if if that was just a tag on the end where it's like, oh yeah, he's shown up where he realizes he wants to help, cool we're going to see him in future things, but it's like he was around the whole time, he just decided not to help so when we saw him again at the end, I was like well, where the fuck were you? Why weren't you helping? Yeah, I um, agreed. So yeah, I gotta say, I I really didn't like the epilogue at all, I wish they would have just ended on that hero shot of all of them standing on the wall, I think that would have been a much, much more satisfying way to end the movie because as it is i think it just kind of um it it, i felt that it cut the feet out uh of of the main the main movie i think it was it's setting up stuff that's smaller scale than they just finished up than they just finished setting up
0: fair i yeah man you totally reminded me of that there's that one shot of the joker that they did so well because they're clearly alluding to a lot of robin stuff in that like but it's when he hands uh the joker hands batman a joker card and he's like here's this is for a true spruce and then as he's doing that little speech the camera blurs like it goes out of focus so you can just see and maybe that's why his makeup was so like clean you know his mouth is all red even his teeth his hair is long and green and then his face is pure white no tattoos thank god and it's because they want that they want him to be a nice silhouette when he's blurred and then when he says why did you send a boy wonder to do a man's job and it cuts back into focus and I'm kind of maybe back on the train that maybe this Joker is actually Jason Todd. Yeah. I, I got the interpretation. Maybe I'm wrong. And I don't want to go too far into this. I thought that was a vision because I thought the vision, like he had a dream in the first one and it was a Barry Allen or not Barry Allen. Oh yeah, it is Barry Allen. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's sorry, with the multiple flashes, I get confused. It was of the flash coming back and be like, Lois is the key. And I thought that Batman was like, oh shit, I had a vision because in this movie, there's a lot of visions. Uh, and that's why he was like, oh, when Superman comes back, I need to have Lois on deck. She better be there because she's the key. And then he's having another vision where it's like, I mean, she was the key to that, but there's still more stuff going on. So I didn't think it was a dream. I thought it was a, a vision of the future. Maybe it, was a vision it, the it, future. Could, it
1: could be. It, it definitely could be. I might have misinterpreted it. I it still was, don't yeah. like it for dramatic purposes because it's hinting at some very cool things that could be happening like there's a lot of interesting like it it pokes at a lot of interesting potential backstory and things like that I just I just really didn't think it belonged in this movie it, it just it felt super out of place to me
0: yeah it almost could have been a short that they released like on the side you know
1: yeah that like probably just- would have been pretty cool because as a standalone scene it was pretty interesting I thought it just like the movie was done and then it just took it like a hard right turn onto something completely different
0: Yep. I can totally agree with it. Okay. So I think, I mean, we've, we've actually now been talking for longer than the original Justice league, which <laughs> <laughs> is kind of satisfying. But first of all, I want to thank Tiago. Thanks for coming on and, and kind of uh, anointing nerds of the North. Now we've got the, some of the TV talkers blood back into it, which is fantastic. See, we'll have to get you on uh, for future episodes regarding DC properties, but also Marvel properties and also whatever properties now that we know this can be done. Um, I think we've gone on for long enough. So everyone out there, have a great week. Have a safe week. And we will see you next time.